virtually every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And uh, we are here back at the Key to Life Studios. We have new internet, so hopefully it's going to look a little bit better. We'll see. Less glitchy, Kevin. We're on time. Fuck you. So, first time ever. Now we're only a minute late, so he could, he could be complaining already. But it's possible. Nah, we love you, Kevin. Thanks for thanks for caring so much about our our being on time. It made me feel guilty. That's why I even got here super early today. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was definitely. here hours before the show. This <laughs> yes. never happens. It never happens. Uh, I got 420 in the studio, not not just calling up, making up stories, and then all of a sudden, little boy cried wolf story, where we almost <laughs> did not even believe him because of all his shit talking. And now look, our pranksterism. He's really here. He's live. Uh, we got Kyle back in the studio, also from Key to Life and uh, MTI, of course, killing it, getting everything right. Yeah, you got to actually talk into a mic. You can't like lounge around. I think it's going to sound good. Oh, I like the idea of lounging around. I know. Let's get right in. Let's get in there, dude. We're taking over this town. There you go. Much better. <laughs> All right. And um, we got light on this side. We got less shadows. One day. One day we'll have this place dialed in. We got um, Shiloh calling in in approximately an hour or so. Uh, I'll give him a heads up. Double check, make sure he's really going to call in. But no, he is. He he gave me the thumbs up earlier. So uh, we got him calling in a little bit. Uh, I think that James Bean was in the was in the chat. So if he's in the chat, he can call in uh, anytime. Because we miss we miss you, James. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been it's been a quick week. The weeks go fast around here, especially around harvest time. It goes quicker and quicker because there's endless amounts of work. That's for sure. Last week was mm-hmm. kind of like the. The, the fun side of the whole harvest where it was like, yeah, this is great. And then all of a sudden the reality kicked in. It got fucking cold, snow. <laughs> My friends were hiring like 40 people to come out and just get it in as fast as possible. And it was like, oh, yeah. this is when it gets scary. Yeah. yeah fast. Uh, snow came quick. Fucking Colorado is ridiculous. It just, like it came, I told you guys, 2.23 in the afternoon on Larimer at least came through. That's when, that's exactly when winter started. I was there. I witnessed it. I witnessed it. Every fucking leaf came off the tree. And the fuck, it was like. That precise moment. I was like, well, that's it. Yeah, no, I looked at the clock. I was like, okay, I remember this moment, Adam. This is when the winter started. And it, today was warm though. Today was like, see, this is, so uh, we can never really say it's, officially started but 100% it seems like we skipped over the whole idea of waiting for winter this year yeah yeah we had which they sh- love here of course because they're all skiers and they're all fucking yeah <laughs> this is the <laughs> best pretty direct with a quick couple days of flip flopping and that was about it yeah yeah it's been nicer up here than or down here than closer. it was Closer, boy. See, I know it's hard work, man. It's been it nicer a, up here than there it you uh, go. See how much better you has been down or uh, up in 
Cornhusker well, land, which sucks. Which is well, you know, um, in general, like depending where you live, this is such a scary moment for any farmer. It doesn't matter what you smoke, if you're doing oh, yeah. hemp or doing cannabis or whatever. It's just like if you live in like here, we don't have really big mold issues this bad, but it still happens. Yeah, but. Uh, Oregon, places like that, fuck. So they got hit. They get hit bad. So do. does Michigan. R- Michigan, when I went up there, mm-hmm. yeah, there were. That's one of the reasons that I pulled the plug on the shit I was involved with up there. Because even the crop from the year before, I was like, why did you guys? Why were you so unsuccessful the year before? Because we were looking at pulling a thousand pounds by the numbers I was working for him just looking and I'm like okay so why did you only pull like 300 pounds and he's like PM well issues. just rot they just and here's the, the tricky part about <clears throat> PM and I know everybody is going to connect that directly to the excess moisture and just the you know PM's on the outside but rot's on the inside or you get uh Petritus. Yeah, Petritus. Um, yeah, here's the weirdest and I was showing these guys even the the outdoor we're playing with right now you know when the buds are all like this and you got the gaps you ain't really sweating the botrytis that much but he did have some pm on the very bottom just because it wasn't getting any light wasn't getting much air and you guys were already in your cold season and it wasn't stopping anything or spreading throughout the plant but yeah they just need to get rid of that man the botrytis to me is more oh it's it's a a damager that's like well here's the thing on your Maristem Cola, and this sounds weird, but I talked about the... Get close. Get, don't, okay. talk to, don't talk to the giant. Talk to the mic. Talk to the mic. Talk to the mic for 20. <sighs> All right, so... There we go. On the Maristem Cola, you got the, the sexing nodes. Sexy and, nodes or the sexing? Yeah, sexing nodes. Oh, where, sexy. where your two main right. pistols and calyxes is going to tell you where, where your male and females are going to be. Crazy. Um, as you're watching those, that's all great until you start forming the buds. Okay, now, like last couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how buds get into that second bloom cycle or they just start to form around the whole cola. <laughs> yeah. And I don't believe that botrytis is really a form of lack of air movement completely. I think the other little trick that somebody might watch is when those sexing nodes die, it actually dies right before that bud point dies. And so all this is the first part of death and it actually kind of starts the rot from the inside whether it's botrytis bound or not. It's always the it's always that one dead leaf. You know what I mean? The, that's, that's, and that's, that's how you know it. You're yeah, like, and then that sun leaf will wither right underneath that mm-hmm. node and that bud and it'll mm-hmm. do the same kind of thing. But what we're uh, trying to get around that is I was telling these guys to pull their buds away from the stalk. So you just, it kind of saves the botrytis the perfect place for it to start and also gives a little bit of light to the back of the buds where it can kind of get basically bleached and just not as colorful as the front or as resonated considering it doesn't get Well, I mean, the thing about it, that's going to be your your biggest um, problem when you, depending where you're located. I mean, here again, we're, we're lucky we can pull it off but we also get snaps you know what i mean in, in eight yeah, hours done. pretty much eight hours at 25 or so and you're fucked you know but once you get yeah. to that point it starts to there's no coming back and uh it's just as damaging uh to the extracts you know which makes it even worse like people don't people except for the, now we're like lucky because we can hot dog the shit to right. distill it and be like Cool. <laughs> like, well, you guys, honestly, you guys are right. wise enough and not 
hard up enough to do what they did up there, and they blasted all that moldy pot. And that's what was messed up is they didn't say anything till the back end of it. And when we're like, you know, they had a lot of sheets set up, and they seemed to be getting rid of them no problem. I was like, well, where's all this from? And they're like, well, that's last year. It's being deep freeze. You know, we got it in deep freeze, and we've just been blasting it as we've been cutting through it. And it was just like so. And one of the guys came and said, that's the shit from last year. And I'm like, great. So this isn't even headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's and it's all that extra moisture up there. And I talked to their master grower. Mm-hmm. And I go, did you water heavy? And he goes, yeah. I go, see, when you're in, when, if you're up by a lake and your moisture is always 70% or above, you barely even have to water because it's going to absorb so much of the plant. Every time you're watering, you're just dousing the entire thing with excess moisture. It just doesn't need it all. And you can't figure out why you got PM. Well, <laughs> I mean, dry long cycles. There's an easy solution for <laughs> backing off any PM option. Drier long cycles. Get longer dry cycles. What do you guys? What do you guys do for? Uh, what do you guys have in your in your program for for uh, foliar and stuff that you kind of? Do you have any PM? Powdery mildew. So uh, the we, silver bullet is the one, right? It's 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 the it's it's our farmers are finding that to be the most effective as as, it, as an immediate effect. Um, you know, we so we we do that, but we what we really recommend uh, is before you ever have problems like that is to get on a, an active biologic microbial foliar spray. Um, and that's and ours is really diverse and it's really really high quality and it establishes really well, uh, which kind of creates this this healthy sort of biofilm, kind of like in your gut. Uh, you know, that's kind of works as a plant immune system to help naturally fight it off. But yeah. if you do have a problem, man, that full bunk is 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 nasty. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it once and then once you weaken the plant that way, then you kind of you're coming at it from two sides, where with the whatever it's attacking it's is affecting it, but also what's uh, trying to cure it is. Right, you know your chemo and your plants at that point, and exactly, and then they're they're not creating their own immune system, etc. I was gonna say we use uh, Green Cure Neem. I don't. I really don't like it. I like green. Like it's potassium. Uh, yeah, potassium. You're talking so about green cure and then neem. Or you talking about actually, you combine them because oh. the neem will emulsify in the green cure, which is a soap. And so, not only does it work extremely well against powdery mildew, it's a surfactant kicked in. So you can go pretty heavy. You can get. I basically, in my jug, I do preventative. If I'm getting PM in in bloom. I'm already fucked. I, that shouldn't even be happening. Every she thing should be preventative. And when I hit bloom, I just try to stay under 50% humidity. And that way, molds and spores really don't care for it. Because if you're 51% humidity, that's actually a little bit of moisture in your room and building. If you're 49%, that actually slowly just draws a tiny bit but keeps you moist. It just matters how you play that, that little slight edge. So I stay on the, the dry side. But the other part of it is I'm preventative all through veg. I'm hitting it with neem enough to where I can see the sheen, but um, I'm putting it in the jug and literally seeing like a layer of neem. And that's after I first put enough green cure in there to see a real nice foam, which is giving me the soap and the surfacant spread. And then it's warm, it's not hot, it's not cold. If it's cold, it's going to coagulate the oil well. So I put that in there, shake it up, and just stay ahead of that. And then in your environment, as long as you keep those temperatures in your environment right, you're okay. But outside, yeah, it's a little different. A lot like, of people, it's been raining a, here. A lot of people got real anti neem recently, though. So it's like now you what's, get, now what's what's the problem? Well, they're, they're blaming the the uh, hyper. Uh, 
hyperbesis or whatever. So yeah, so basically the argument is is that a lot of these uh, oil-based sprays, especially neem in particular, because they're so thick, what it tends to do in the plant uh, uh, biochemically uh, is it clogs your pores and your leaf stomata, so your plant doesn't get proper respiration, which can lead to lowered immune systems and things of that nature. Yeah, and I'm talking about uh, human use, though, because it's uh, what's the, what's the name of the condition? There, oh yeah, the, Mr. Weiner, the, the, the the circular. Oh my God, yeah, oh, hypermesis, hypermesis, hypermesis. Yeah, yeah. Hyper-mesis. In humans, that's not a, a plant-based thing. No, but they're blaming they're all trying the trying to connect of, it or something. Yeah, yeah. Cannabis hypermesis syndrome or something like that. Exactly, yeah. and that they're kind of. Con- Talking about the neem having a possible connection to that. Okay, my th- I I'm going to go counterpoint that and be like neem. Yeah, neem is not a bad thing at all. Matter of fact, well, they use it in toothpaste. Though. Yeah, well, here's right. the thing: the the pores that evolve that are on the top flesh of a leaf are literally the trichome heads waiting to come out and go capulate. So it has like this, to me, almost an armor shell. Now, mm-hmm. the knee might be going on there, but the whole point with the cervicant is to spread it out very evenly, not do a coat of oil. So that's, right. I'd say if that's happening, back the fuck off the neem. Right. Now, if you go under the leaf, that's actually where the stomata open and breathe. Exactly. So as long as you're not dousing the plant where you're soaking it through the leaf and it's getting under, yeah. Yeah, that sounds that's, like people that's are blaming the neem, but is. they're not used. And that's even like nutrients. Hey, man, any nutrients will work if you use them in the right ways or you know it's just people either overdo or they just kind of figure this will work and try and it doesn't and they just fault well the problem too i think it's if you have a sick plant and then you use neem after they're sick they definitely seem to uh get worse in a way right struggles it's like at least at least visually right yeah it might and if it gets through it all right you know, you got yourself a winner. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> right. Clearly, then it's strong. It comes out twice it. as strong. Oh, right. my God. And you're 100% right. You know, like if the people that don't know how to use it right are the ones that are experiencing those issues. You know? Yeah, I, I don't care for it at all just, just because it, it smells bad... like uh, celery. Yeah, it <laughs> does. It's strong. kind of a kimchi kind of weird thing. Right. It's got yeah. a little bit it's of an oriental like, <laughs> something vibe kicking in where you're like, yeah, it's kind of... It's foody in a yeah. weird way. And right. you get it in there with the green cure, and that adds a little soap, and it kind of milds it out a little bit. But it's Has green cure um, on the list or no? Yeah, it's a potassium sulfite, I, know, I but believe, sure. is the chemical that's actually helping um, the resistance, and the rest is soap. And it's a nice, soft, easy powder. It's And literally, I don't use very many preventatives at all because, or actually... Uh, Chemical preventatives. I'd like the organics like that, and I consider those to be pretty much organics. It's just uh, in case you get the fucking mites, and let's—I don't even want to get into that because if you're that far along, you're fucked. It's just like <laughs> I saw some, yeah, I saw some photos recently of. For, it could just be a joke, but it was like giant. You saw those ones, the giant plants, just like getting cased with webs. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. They go it's fast. A me- it's a me- well, yeah, and I've seen them like that, but it's always been in rooms where they, you just couldn't get to where you needed to get to. Yeah, just and they like, just went nuts in that back spot. Yeah, and 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 places like Amsterdam and, and Cali and places that have had generations after generation. I mean, you got to imagine every grower has done his own damage. You know what I mean to the to the world, <laughs> like, <laughs> right, creating right. even more mutants. So like each yeah. each one, you know, they had like. Well, you know, I did like four crops, but I had like at least <coughs> ninety spider mite 
generations, you know, or 200 Spider-Man generations, which I sprayed something different every time, and now they, they eat everything, you know. Right, yeah. Which is what happens. And you just got to keep them out, man. Keep the tomatoes away from your house <laughs> so they don't <laughs> ride in with you and change your clothes for you going to your work environment or your greenhouse. I mean, do whatever you can just to try to prevent them from coming in. That's the trick. And I've heard a lot of people doing... Uh, Companion plants that are mite, you know, uh, deterrent loved. No, they you use the companion plants that work with the the cannabis root wise and nutrients, so it's not pulling those nutrients from cannabis. But, but you want I forget what the companion you want them and to they attract, it, attract yeah. to the companion okay. plant. Yeah, okay, interesting. So it just matters which I, somebody I knew I think was doing a, a whole thing of just uh, they were tomatoes, but they were. Uh, what are the uh, cherries? Little small ones? No, the Romas, the Italian Romas, and they loved them. And they stuck completely on his back vine aromas while he had a full crop here, and they never touched it because they were just happy, happy land with the Romas. So you can if you can them. do that, I mean, of course, that's the best best method. And the thing is that commercially, of course, people are never thinking that way. They're, it's just you know spray and go and mm-hmm. keep on, you know, it's, it's industrialized, of course. Right. Uh, it's tough to get them to even think about things like cover crop and, you know, things of that nature. Well, now it's also the, the margins, even though it sounds like people make a fortune, which they kind of do at this point in time, but it's also going to, you know, it's going to go really quick. The, the margins are going to get tighter and tighter. And you know, you see it now where people don't realize what the price is because they were looking at three month ago prices, and all yeah. of a sudden, when you tell them, they're like, "Oh man, that's like mm-hmm. now they're nothing." <laughs> I mean, they, they were all excited, <laughs> throwing numbers at me, and I was like, that, "Dude, I don't think that's gonna work." Um, but yeah, like biomass at forty, you know, at you know, like forty bucks uh, a pound and stuff like that is 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 a reality check where that's still huge. But it's also nothing like what people were in their minds thinking, and then all of a sudden. But then you know we're in this weird zone too, where it's like people are still paying big money for high quality uh, cannabis, like hemp, you know, which is like getting uh, put into joints for ten bucks a joint right now and stuff. Yeah. You're like, holy shit! People are buying ten dollar joints of mm-hmm. no THC weed just to be. Just to be doing it, just yeah. Just to be doing it. <laughs> and you're like, where the hell have I been? It's, coming, it's coming around for full circle. You think that that little 10 years ago, is it kind of coming to the forefront? And maybe it's going to all get legal, but it's just really coming around full circle again. It's just getting weirder. Well, this is giving a big op- It seems. <laughs> the idea that now people are, are um, accepting CBD, which is cool. Oh, yeah, beyond. Is funny because it's like... Oh really? This is all. This is all we had to do this whole time was, was just break it down a little bit more for him. And go, Three different letters. Hey, you know what? This part of it's totally cool. And then they're like, right. And honestly, like when I first heard, like ten or twelve years ago, or a little before, I mean, there were CBD notes on those first catalogs. I even brought some of the early catalogs that say like it, it had CBD percentage. I think even in Vic's high for BCSC when he was up in vancouver doing what the fuck he was doing up there for those companies but a couple of the varieties literally had a cbd rating so it's been going on long enough but i always judged it where my misinterpretation of it was it was in the beginning is i'd always look at if i went from 
like I took an indica and I went from just clear to cloudy and pulled it, it would give you a decent effect, but it wouldn't last long and it might be a little bit more heady and front of plant than I would if I hit it in the middle or took it to pretty much the majority being amber, but actually maybe full cloudy with 10 to 20% amber and that giving that real heavier effect. And what I ended up thinking in my head was CBD is the later effect after it's over matured is what it turned to was CBD. And THC was the first most relevant effect for us because we were going after the actual effect. Oh, I'm sorry. But you get the, you get the idea. So in my mind, I'm just smoking. I'm not really caring about the science behind of it because I'm just trying to decipher what's really happening. Well, yeah, we're always on the. Our, I get our, a the, long your, run sativa that I take. Your idea was the conversion of the different, like the molecule would convert from A to B to C, which yeah, to a point is true with CBN, especially and a few things like that. But mm-hmm. when it comes to precursors, like, yeah, and, yeah, and and, yep. and also if you grow a plant longer. You'll see the cannabinoids kind of stretch yep. towards mm-hmm. a different direction, yep. and then that means you know they're kind of yeah they're very close, but enough that at a certain point you can and like you said with the food you can stress it to increase decrease, right. um, and then knowing how to do that puts you in, in especially with the CBD count the way it is right. important important thing because mm-hmm. if you can take a plant that's just just riding right on that line and knock it down a little bit and be, you know, confident that as long as you do that, you're going to be good. Right. You don't, right. But if you had no clue, you'd come in and lift it mm-hmm. and fuck yourself up, right? Exactly. Because yeah. especially us as growers thinking, like, we know everybody knows what they're doing, right? But also, you, you probably do. You can probably make a plant express itself really well, which is maybe the problem because you might actually tune it up a little bit too fast and all of a sudden you're, yeah, you're, right. not, you're yeah, not legal anymore, you know? <laughs> and then you're like, exactly. really, they're like, what the hell? And you're like, well, yeah, you just switch a bit, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like if somebody's really good with motors and then all of a sudden they take a, everyone's blowing everybody away and they're like, how'd you do that? And it's like, well, yeah, it's not that hard. And <laughs> right. as a grower, a lot of us are, you know, with, at least with our own strains at that point, hopefully, you know, I mean, not, not, but give something new. Varieties. And then with CBD, the funny thing is that as we all kind of, grew up with trying to avoid it without ever even knowing what we're trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. I always thought plants. CBD were just over-mature plants. Yeah, and I was always yeah. like... I was like, um, no, nah, it's not quite it. There's like ropier weed out there, which now right. you, now that you played with it's a lot of CBD... associated with it, yeah. It's well, well, now that we've seen like tonnage of material and you can stand mm-hmm. in front of it and go like, oh, dude, I know that smell. I've smelled that... That's that weed that we got that one time that was <laughs> bullshit. <you know>? yeah. <laughs> and it was like no wonder it, it was weed, but it didn't get you nothing. didn't get you high. Yeah, exactly. And that's those those so called terpenes. Those are like more like memories down bad bad terpenes <laughs> or something where you're just like ah. Oh, yeah, because they weren't good I terpenes. Fo- I remember this horrible. Like there was a lot of times uh, fake hash that we would get, and mm-hmm. and, and oh. you know that that was made from hemp, so it wasn't really fake. Yeah. It was it was fake in the sense it didn't get you high, right? But it was real in the sense it was misleading. It was, yeah, and then it makes sense because you're like, because well, because there was a couple smells out there that I was always just like, what the fuck did they get that? Because it definitely looked right, and there was a lot of that fake shit going around, and then there was that. It's kind of like that fake opium. Remember the opium back in the day? That, that shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, what was that? Made what was this? That was yeah. people were some bullshit. People some told perfume. me it was violin rosin. They're just cutting up violin rosin and selling that as the sopium. That's what that sopium yeah, was. Sopium. That's what, at least at my school, that's what people were selling as opium. Was 
Violin rosin. Mm. <laughs> Are we getting high off of it? The good stuff. I did some formaldehyde. If, I, I didn't mean, really smoke. If it. their dad was like, if their dad was like a um, you know coroner slash uh, into violins, it was like yeah, just yeah, take a little dad's go and dibble dabble in there, grab a couple drops of that formaldehyde, <laughs> sherm everybody up. It was rosin, but the wrong type, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know you were you were ahead of the game. Bro. The basic idea is don't buy opium from the string quartet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're gonna fuck you around. They're already out to get you, man. Yeah. You just put some deemsters in there. That's funny. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um I noticed you got your beautiful fork covered in, in, in dirt and in, in grunge. Yeah, he gave me you, a piece. You totally, I should have totally, brought my piece. You've you totally made this classic. You've classed, you've classed up my, my space I'm very sorry. much. You got... I'll take the blame on that one. Just for... Yeah, just for... Zip tie. The zip tie combo would be that. Yep, I think that's all just resin. But here's that book that I was telling you about and I fucking got you copy because it's cheap as fuck online. Really? But... If you uh, look through it, you'll see what I'm talking about. Not only the quality of the way they did things, but that's Albie's Good Bud Guide from Uh Green Candy Press. And it's been around for a minute, but what the cool thing is, is he went out and he bought, shit, this is in the late 80s and 90s or something, went out and bought 45 different varieties. Pretty much grew them, took pictures of the flowering, some in certain stages, even different phenotypes, uh, finished them up, dried them, gave a report. It's a really concise book. covers a lot of stuff. It's just not all buds. It's just not all growing. Mm-hmm. It's literally like the the seed nerd's little guide because it really gets into each variety well. And what's cool about it is these are the earlier varieties we know most about. Sure. The AK-47's in there. The bubble gums are in there. Mm-hmm. You can tell when he went dark as shit on some of them and just fed them way too much and he just curled up. And so some were... This is interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> some nice throwbacks, some throwbacks, the heavy-duty fruity. Yeah, and I've grown heavy-duty fruity. Yeah, well, I've definitely got a Hindu Kush in hand. Nice. Ice, I think we grew ice at one point. I've seen Lita it. Lita Uno, huge, I had it. Some huge buds off that ice cut yeah, for sure. yeah. The Lita Uno was actually a big purple monster that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Aloha. And these are the ones from, uh, yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a combination of... Uh, uh, Sensi looks really good. Sensi Star was one of my favorite, actually. Yeah, but but really uh, Dutch Passion, it's pretty much Dutch Passion's His G13 collection. G13 actually looked like a pretty decent G13. Yep, yep. Where was that one from? One more. Yeah, but who was or that? The other. I'm not, I don't think he says who he got. And I'll bet you it was the G13As or G13NLA. It couldn't have been up here. Cool. And she was going to But, dude, yeah, you'll, like I said, it's a cool book. It's very well, you know, very nice. Yeah, just a kind of sewery kind. And there's some nice, he does some nice runs. <coughs> yeah, now that I've the entire book. Took him four years or something. <laughs> and I wrote you a little love letter on the I entire. I saw that, I saw that. There, there you go. Yeah. Live. Live. Okay. What year was this? Look on the back right there. Green candy press. Uh, it's, probably, it's on the inside cover anyway. That's yeah, where, I would think so. Where, that's where, no, no, no. On the inside. It's inside. always on there. It's always, I just, just, gonna, just, just thought you might magically know. It should be up there somewhere. There you go. 2005. Oh. See? Well, not so long ago. Interesting. Shit's changed dramatically in the last so many years, or in the last decade, for sure. Used to be a lot easier to make funds off the the good kind of sewer bud, and it wasn't all upside down industry shit. 
<laughs> Speaking of industry shit, I'm giving Shiloh I'll give it, uh, the number here. So Did you try this? What are we smoking? That's some of that hash from Johnny. <laughs> and how many years old is this now? <laughs> Four. Is that it? <laughs> you want to give me the tent? <laughs> yeah, look really good. <clears throat> I say it's the pictures. MTI. The same shit. <coughs> Hold on. Of course, I'm about to send the wrong number. <laughs> As usual. Are you calling? It's 8237, right? Uh, <laughs> 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 yes, yes. That's Tad's, right? Usually starts with a duh. 8237, yeah. Yes, sir. I didn't but, get those pictures either. What? Yeah. You did not make it all the way from there to there. I'm amazed. <laughs> <laughs> Technology is not exactly where it should be these days. Yeah, it's our best. You can't make it across the room. <laughs> you can get a cork. You can get a cork across the room, but you can't get a fucking message. Right. <laughs> but the name is. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so man. Hangouts. Remember. Oh. It was sent through no. a message in Hangouts. So let's do our shoutouts. I'll tell them to call in in about. Uh, 15 minutes, let's say. Okay. Let's say 15 well, minutes. Call in. We'll do shout outs and then we'll do a little jibber jabber and then we'll have him call in and then boom. Sounds good to me. Be a good show. <coughs> huh? It's been a good show. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, it's amazing. Dude. It's, it's <laughs> the most amazing show I've ever <laughs> Best time ever. Best show ever. <laughs> no, of course. Well, we got Fo 20 here live. Yes, sir. In the studio, he I can't call mean, in and fool us now. That's the only. That's the only way we know he's can't. Like you're trying to call in right now. Or are you trying to, <laughs> is that what you're trying to annoy me right when I do my shoutouts? This is the time when he would normally call, <laughs> in, right? and then I'd be like, "Dude, this I'm doing shoutouts," and he'd be like, "Oh, okay," and then I'll, oh, something <laughs> would happen. But <laughs> yeah, the last one was going to be Sergeant Zdenko, code name Hardat, but yeah. That actually Hard, happened. Uh, yeah. Lardass, Lardass. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it didn't go down as easily as I thought it would. <laughs> okay, we're going to start off with the new, new millennium. Uh, our buddies over there putting out the fire uh, nutrients for any size grow operation. Big or small, you can use the calculator, figure it out. And for the bigger you are, the more you'll save because uh, it's the kind of product which... It's just easy to use. They don't. It's very precision orientated, so it's not like a blanket where you just like throw a, a, a and B, and then you just throw some harder in or something like that. No, it's like it's very much on timing. As far as based on the seasons, which makes life easy. So if you're growing, you're probably in the spring and the summer, and if you're flowering, you're probably should be in the fall. If you're not doing that, you shouldn't even be growing weed. Pretty much, you should be <laughs> thinking of something else if you can't follow those simple instructions. But like, they have some interesting single-off products like Winter Frost. You can use with, you know, any formula. It's a, a finishing product, which is really unique. And then also, their Ruby Fulvic is one of the ones that I think is the must-try product. Like, if you have any just like doubts, you just kind of use that product, especially if you got like some weird issues or something like that. And you're just like, I don't know, nothing seems to work. It's like, come in. I've seen huge fields like like of guys who just couldn't figure it out. Their shit was all locked up and weird and iron deficient or something like that. And he might bow rolled in and just like sprayed that shit in mm-hmm. the field. 
It was like, uh, everything was greened up and beautiful. It was like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, also, the Decision's a really interesting product. If you're just in between and you're in a phase, it's like at the moment when you're literally deciding, time to flip this. You uh, see, I can't say that. Can't say. Can't even. Can't go. Can't even say. Flip this bitch now. It's <laughs> right. like, oh, you what? You, you said that. <laughs> you're going down, bro. Well, when you want to flip that bitch, <laughs> meaning the grow room, of course, because that's all the way we would ever use those words. <clears throat> you can use decision, and uh, that helps, like just electrify them, basically electrify, sparks them up, really nice. Anyway, go to. Uh, NewMillenniumNutrients.com. Check them out. Go to the store finder. Go to the uh, computer calculator and figure out your shit. Tell them that the guys over here at the Adam Dunn Show told you to come in. They'll actually send you a little sample, I think, if you contact them direct and say, what up, I'm not sure, I'm on the fence, I don't know what to do. I listen to the Adam Dunn Show. They'll be like, all right, stop. Where do you want us to send it? Yep. And that'll be it. So check them out. Uh, if you want to check out the best edibles here in Colorado or Nevada or California or Puerto Rico or fucking Massachusetts or fucking, it seems like everywhere nowadays, uh, you go to iloveincredibles.com and check out their store finder, which is now nationwide. Um, and also here in Colorado, it doesn't really matter. Pretty much if you, any shop that you feel comfortable going into will have it because if they don't, they're out of their minds. <laughs> and then you can just tell them, and then they'll be like, oh, my God, we never even knew. <laughs> Somehow. I don't know how, because right. their stuff's so good. Best flavors on the market, best, um, you know, range of products as far as everything from, like, you can get wellness products where you just lay in a bath and get THC or CBD, depending on your choice, and uh, lay there. <laughs> how simple is that, right? right. Or you could get... Uh, some you know semi-active, and you could actually eat something, which would be a full range of products. The edibles, as far as the uh, chocolates, are top-notch, always on point, which is mm-hmm. important and uh, easily identifiable, so you don't fuck up. Because <laughs> you're like, how many are in here? I don't know, bro. Ah, they actually have a number on every single piece, so they're very well thought out. Like everything over there, guys, those guys. So go to iloveincredibles.com, check them out, and again, just throw our, just throw our name around, just you know, randomly. <laughs> no rhyme or reason. No rhyme or reason. Just as you're in mid conversation. Who knows, knows what'll happen? That's <laughs> telling you strange things happen. <laughs> and build a soil. These guys are, uh, you know, never ending. Like now, it's. People, some people are all just harvesting and they think this is it, but now is the time to sort of think about what you can do for next year, how you can improve it. Um, Build a Soil can do that. They have the best in IPM, the best in organic inputs, the best pretty much knowledge base that if you need anything from them, they'll build and nail it for you. And just like hard to find stuff, which makes them the kind of guys you want to go to first if you're into the organic sort of side of growing and you want to get exclusive products. They're the ones that I would go to. Um, and again, like you can contact them direct at buildasoil.com. Uh, and, or if you want to, I mean, when I say direct, you can go to 855-877-SOIL. That's super direct. Talk to the uh, human being right there, help you out, set you straight. And it's really good when you're in the transition phase with these guys because they they've been there with a lot of people and they can see when people don't want quite know that they have to literally kind of 
take the name literally, which is build a soil, and it takes a while. So, you know, it's like, uh, it's not, it's, well, it can be overnight, like if you pay them enough money and, and get it there, but you you still won't build your soil for a while. And that's what they're good with, is just kind of helping you out all the way through all the phases. Buildasoil.com. And... Of course, if you're really into building your soil and you really want to go straight to the source, you can call Mr. Ron Wallace straight him to himself and say, Hey, Mr. Ron, I've heard you on the Adam Dunn show. And he'll be, A, super excited because he's that kind of guy. He may be in the process of recovery now because he's been moving that pumpkin around, winning awards everywhere because <laughs> he won again this year with at least the North uh, East largest. And I'm sure he's... I think he won. I, at one point, it was four awards, and he was still had a few more to go. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he he's the man. Um, new photos required though, because these are some of the old winning photos. We need some yeah, he needs to put them up, man. We need some fresh. Um, and uh, you can go to Wow. Wall, what is it? WallaceWow.com. Uh, see, I need help again. I always do. It's like WallaceWow.com. Bam! That's the that's the guy himself, and. Uh, Again, any mycorrhizal issues, he's the guy you want to discuss it with. And uh, between him and, and Jeremy from Build the Soil, I think you, you got you got that part of your, your grow more than well covered. You know, and that's uh, where it all starts. It's your gut, man. The soil is your gut. <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> and uh, also, green farms. Speaking of guys who understand organic farming, guys over at Green Farms here in Colorado, um, they have their location in the Springs. I think they're getting another one soon. Uh, all their or, all their stuff is organic, uh, no-till, like a tolerable to crystals in every plant. So they're at the base of every plant. So you you can't get more organic than that, right? right. Um, but their stuff has been really on point lately. Uh, I've been. Uh, I get the updates from them all the time, and the garden is looking really good, frosty as hell. And it's like again, it's just all. It's nice when you know that uh, it's all earthworms and, and top cover, and you know, just real mm-hmm. simple, simple inputs. And you can tell it was like I, I was there when he was just starting, and the first round was nice, but you know, it was kind of like getting a little bit better and been a little bit better. And now all of a sudden, it's on you know third, fourth round, and it's like okay, now yeah, now you see the results. So you can go to greenfarmsco. What is it? Greenfarms.co. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Thank God you're here, MTI. I could yeah, never, man. never pull it off. I'd be I like, what you. is the? I couldn't put it on. I can't do a read like on a piece of paper because that would just be ridiculous. Then I would really fuck up. Right. And I can kind of see something happening over there. So occasionally, I can, you know. <laughs> but greenfarms.co. Check them out, and uh, also for if you're here in Colorado and you're interested in uh, organic uh, inputs, besides uh, and you're you know and you're in the zone also too because he's up in uh, Lafayette. Definitely check out their store, uh, which is uh, Green Farm Feed and Seed, and uh, that is somewhere in Lafayette, small. Oh no, Louisville. Sorry, Lafayette. See, I'm sitting in the wrong, <laughs> sitting in the wrong town, even. Uh, but Louisville, uh, which is right next to uh, Boulder, and it's a good little shop. Best in uh, organic stuff, and also Buffalo is one of the brands that they're uh, repping. Uh, we're repping, and now are I think the owners of. So you know, they 
Very cool. They I are. can speak for that roster rooster stuff too. That stuff's really good stuff. Yeah, the uh, and the and the roster worms. Yeah, yeah, they're getting they're getting kind of all the, the the different inputs together, and it's uh, it's nice to see some local and I'll say here in Colorado. So it's uh, a lot of our local love it. Our local microbial stuff. And of course, seedsherenow.com. 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 Yeah. <sighs> yep. The man, the man, the man himself. I don't, if uh, James is listening still, he can call in. He knows the number. And uh, Shiloh, if uh, w- right after this, if you want to call in, we can get the ball rolling with you this week. And uh, mm-hmm. but but of course. The main thing with these guys is is they're on point when it comes to delivery, uh, their their return policies off the chain. Any issues you have, they'll take care of it. Um, but they just rep such good brands; it's not a big issue. You know, that's one of the things. If you have the right material and you're kind of confident about it, then it's not a big deal because <clears throat> thirty the thirty plus brands that he's repping are all breeders that are here in the states and couple i think he's got a couple snuck a couple of international people in there but for the most part they're mostly repping out of stuff out of here and it's all tried and true and that's part of the deal is like when you you know get your source from people who actually did proper uh vending all the way and kind of making sure people were doing stuff for the right reasons and he's also very very uh conscious about not selling people's brands if other people haven't really given the given kind of the, the go ahead, and he has two of the same, and one guy's original. And if the other guy comes in and he hasn't actually made a deal with the other person, he won't even let him carry. He might carry their other stuff, but he won't let him carry that. And so that's good. That's like very, you know, a very honorable, good very good mm-hmm. ethics in the industry. Because that's the problem with the, the whole seed industry is that you know it's like a lot of makeups, breakups, and disasters and whatever's, and it's kind of like God. Everybody just relax a little bit, right? <laughs> and, and by doing this, it kind of puts some people in check. Where they're like, "Oh shit, I thought nobody would ever, you know, call me on that." But mm-hmm. he does do that. So, and he's got some nice. Im- I mean, looks like the breeders are putting up some nice imagery. Is actually looking it's looking really tight. Mm-hmm. It's all coming. Hopefully, together. there's a lot more info with the descriptions. That's usually where it's been getting thin. Is show, they're showing a nice picture, they're showing the lineage, or like mm-hmm. it takes us long to grow and here's how much it costs. Okay, well let's add a little more idea to it. Or, you know, it's what does it do? It kind of feels it helping anything, you know, that kind of stuff always helps too. But it looks nice. You know, it it, it it it's um amazing how long if you look at the THC site which kind of just got upgraded recently, it took them a, over a year to kind of like really do it and mm-hmm. it right. and it's 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 to a point I mean you can't really document every single thing and put it into one thing but you can kind of do some and as, and as you're doing it like if you look they did a lot of uh, seed cutaway shots and some real good I mean it's actually looking very tight uh, mm-hmm. you can pull up the THC you want to put yeah, pull pulling it up. it up there you go you yeah, can see I'm the new saying if they had like when they get the breeder <clears throat> seed stock and the information with it, the name and all that, the breeder should just put that little quote underneath there, like, I use this or this works best. For oh, this no, not him. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, there was a Wookiee in your garden. There was. <coughs> Excuse me? Yeah, look at that. Some fucking, <coughs> that's me and Julian back in, back when, when times were relaxed. <laughs> 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 
when ever was that no, exactly? There's, <laughs> but there's a lot of new. Mi- uh, <coughs> yeah, the whole cat. The thing has been put together really nice, and uh, they did yeah, a great job better. of it's moving. Exactly, they put a good job of <laughs> doing all these cutaways and making it um, <coughs> transitions. Well, just also descriptive of all the different parts of the, what you're doing and getting people to understand kind of what goes into uh, producing seeds in general. You know, it's like mm-hmm. uh, it's more than just uh, slapping. Well, then again, we've had proof that it is a lot of times <laughs> just slapping two things together. But at the same time, uh, it's you know it, the whole idea is to have a good eye. Be able but your to, site, not too long ago, yeah, everything wasn't moving. It was still kind of moving back together. Or something. Uh, it's been just upgraded, you know, whatever. Everyone, you know, it's upgraded. I'm not, I'm not going to uh, justify our movements or oh, lack no. of therefore. No one ever tries to do that. <laughs> no. I'm no. just saying when I've dropped in there and kind of tried to look around for shit, it's just like, oh, hmm. Uh, wasn't exciting enough. We didn't give you epilepsy, so you were kind of bummed. You were like, "What?" <laughs> no, I, just, I don't even, even know what I was looking for. All right, like, sounds like we have is. somebody calling in. Hey, what's going on? Yo, yo, what? Well, you're on time today, this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just heard you talking about me, so I was like, "Ah, oh, better call in." I just call in. <laughs> yeah. Well, how are you guys doing? Shout out to Chat Gang. What's up, Chat Gang? Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> So, uh, I was on my first, I was on my first today. Uh, so well, tell us some specials, well, tell us some, some awesome stuff going down with uh, Seeds Here Now. What's the deal? Awesome just, stuff. Awesome just stuff. chilling out now. From, You're uh, off. Portland. Uh, how was that? Portland, Maine. Had, had, had Portland, Maine. The other, this weekend. It was, uh, the other Portland. Obviously, <laughs> in the country. And then we, uh, went to Portland, Oregon, had the Rad Show, which is a retail and display expo. Rad. Rad, uh, where we unlock, where we launched the new and approved for the first time ever, uh, my kiosk, the, the, the iPad kiosk. Oh, really? Thing. It's out there. It's oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's yeah. your local dispensary. Uh-huh. If you don't see it there, ask them for it. Be like, we want the iPad kiosk from Caesar Now in here. Deliver one to them. And How many? Just go to your favorite spot and search. So oh. you so you launched the official one there, or it was a few like kind of got just secretly. There's a few out there. There's a few out there. Uh, there's one in Alaska, there's two in, Ma- in Mass, there's one in Arizona. But then we had them all at the Portland show. Um, all f- we had five there for display. Wow. So we would come up and play with them and, and use them and stuff. Yeah, for real And you sucked all the information off their phone as they stood next to your other iPad thing with your incredible, uh, what was well, it? We don't want to te- do that. What's that one technology they use? That Stingray. You had some Stingray thing <laughs> yes. built into the booth where you're <laughs> sucking everyone. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, no. No, that would never happen. We did no, not keep no. information. Yeah, we didn't. Not for us. So, but, uh, uh, then, of course, we got our, our credit card up and going again. Uh, we had some issues with that over the last couple of months where uh, I wanted to make sure we were dealing with, uh, with, uh, with a good company over there that kept everybody's information safe and whatnot. That's what you got to worry about with the credit card processors. Everybody's quick to hire you up, but who are you giving your fucking information to? That's the thing. So, oh, shit. Um, we got we we got that all locked down because you, you got gotta be sure you know I mean I have customers I'm bringing their information to some other company I got to make sure that company's cool unless who is, it, who it, is it this? could read poorly James. upon me James. so 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 Aloha James this is Fo Twenty what up man 
Nada. Just so didn't. James. So James was uh, texting me the other day when you were talking about your eighteen foot tall plant, and he was like, "What? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> out there." And he wasn't sure, so I said, "Well, yeah, no, Ty, it could be eighteen foot. I mean, they get ridiculously big. So oh, yeah. if you're mm-hmm. in the right conditions." We actually went to the other end after kind of messing with it for a while because Ty would be a little more spindly, and it just didn't look as spindly. So we're thinking like Oaxaca now. Something. That's the more. one there, right? That was it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's on Instagram under that my photo twenty uh, Nick. Mm-hmm. But you were just, you were just on it there, Facebook. man. That was it. Yeah. That was the 18th I screen. actually did. They just post it. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm just I'm just getting it onto a folder and then I'm gonna uh-huh. go through. Okay, yeah, actually, you'll be able to see it here in a minute, James. But that's not none of that seed work. Those guys were that was actually just an extra that came up in this catch yard. Um, <laughs> Yeah, those are just kind of playing around. Those guys do outdoor. My stuff's all controlled and a little bit more indoor. But oh yeah, we're hoping to see a navy normal uh, breeder form in your, or at least a seed form in your uh, site here pretty soon. We're just now putting things back together and had a small setback, but still online. That's actually why I'm here in Colorado to start doing the the selection for the the heirloom golds. We want to isolate the original. Um, the gold Oaxacan and the uh, Colombian gold as well because there's not a super huge variation, but there is enough variation to distinguish those two particular varieties. And I don't know. That's the first and my, thing. Only thing, my only suggestion on that is, is, is as you're growing them out, as you're, as you're working with them, take pictures of them. People, yeah, we're going to. Customers of my end, I can only sell them so right. well. If they can't oh. see a picture, they don't know how to Not even a problem. I document. I don't know if you followed anything I've done, but most of my stuff oh, is look, actually over documented. There's a picture right there. There's a picture right Literally there. Literally over documented. There's plenty. What's that? that? I'm not sure. They have. <laughs> What's <laughs> documented? I'm not okay, sure. Right there is, it's I not. think, the one they call Syntex. Uh-huh. And the one before that, I. Uh, chili. Chili something, chili, uh, I forget. Because they only have about six or eight things out there. There's one that they're called a Master Kush, which I'm pretty sure we all kind of agree it's not, but it's been passed as Master. But Oh, and those are the images. This is a cat I met in, uh, when I was locked up. This is one of the artists that was really talented that did a piece. What those is are, that? Um, <laughs> we're just going into it. You got some probably one to two year bubble on the left, and like some four year bubble on the right. Four year bubble. Yeah, and that's <laughs> off a of, off of the Dulce John's Ranch work that they're doing over there. But I'll have to tell you what we'll talk about later about what's how they go about it, dude. It's pretty fucking hilarious. Oh, slideshow. What's this? Um, that last show? pick, yeah, that last pick is when I came back here. The guy that I hang out with most, everybody I see here in Colorado, I swap seeds with. I gave Adam seeds, and last time he gave me seeds. And we're getting ready to run your Master Kush Jasmine Cat Piss, and I already had your fucking Tea Sage Osage going. And when I dipped and fucking fucked up there, dude, I lost everything. So anyway. I come back up blame here, my, and that's just what. That. Yeah, it's all your fault. I, it, you know, it actually is. I'll, I'll take she was so stinky. Everyone <laughs> in panic. Um, hey, where's that second drain? They're, they're just little babies. It was a sad thing. But uh, so yeah. Anyway, um, we're gonna finish working on lines and get some things in packaging, so it's all ready to go. And, uh, Robert, there's the yeah, there's the big mom, and that's an unknown that just came out of the ground, and it didn't have much smell and everything, but it filled in really nice. And pardon me, and I think that's the one they're calling the master kush, but it's just it's doesn't have much 
No. There's not much cash to it. <laughs> right well, now, it's, in a weird way, it kind of does though have some some, some uh, more some Afghan Kush than <clears throat> just Kush. It's not balling up at all. It just doesn't have that gray kind of. It doesn't even have the smell like there's. A, to me, there's a particular smell of Kush. That's the the blue the blue goo. TKO oh, gave me that. Was I remember. Organic. Yeah, that was some of what we entered in the competition. Exactly. And we're back to that. Yeah, it's back to that. <laughs> and yeah, that pile of beans is basically <clears throat> everything that these guys up here have been saving, and they put them all in a big container for me because I lost my collection, so they threw them all back at me. So yeah, I brought a bunch more beans to play with, and there's some available if you guys want to get hold of me and probably hit you up too I don't know if you got something new oh shit he's jumping all over he's jumping all over your uh, seed sales now James you know a funny one he's taking he's taking you out he's taking you out with (laughs) oh dude James no I just swap you gotta you gotta make the funds now James I'm with you all together I all I do is the small time the thing is because we all like growing the varieties between the guys that have been in it forever I mean the Industry, it's his own beast. That has nothing to do with anything I mess with. I just want connoisseur. I want the the latest or the oldest and kind of play around in there. I'm not looking to get greedy. I'm looking to get seedy. <laughs> you know, other than that, yeah, I just want you to. I just want you to. on that one. He's already got T-shirts being made right now. Yeah, I just want him to put them in the right hands, man. There's something funny I gotta show yep. you this shit. Oh, I'll, 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 hold, I'll hold my mouth on that. I'll say what it's gonna say, but yeah, I like that. I'm gonna get feet. Oh, shit. Dude, that one's a good okay. one. So, so we got, uh, of course, I'm, I'm walking by the intake room and we got a uh, new ethos just came in. Uh, he's got uh, his, his cookie box release. Right. So it's uh, Mandarin, Mandarin cookies, which is uh, High Times Top 10 this year. Uh, great photo. I had smoked so much times I was there. Uh, great strength. Uh, he's got that. Uh, he's doing a V2 R1. He's making up. He's making up shit again. And we're going to V2 R1. And he's got a V2 R2. Then he's got uh, the Crescendo BXs. And if you buy all four, you get a three pack of, uh, of the mystery cookie. So it comes in a five pack. So four packs for five packs for three ninety eight. Pretty good deal. Also, just loaded up Soulfire, just loaded up uh, Crockett, got new stuff from him. Next week, we've got Top Dog coming in, uh, new release from Aficionado. Um, last week, uh, we saw releases from Relentless, um, Canarado, uh, Crockett. Canarado, that's cool. So. Mm-hmm. I like a couple so, of so the James, who sold guys, the So, who sold the 100 million seeds to those guys? You heard about that, right? Who? There was a hundred million, no, hundred million seed sale going down from an unknown source. <laughs> hundred million? I told, I told you, I don't, I don't make seeds. The first time I start making seeds, grab your gear and run. Like I'm, a, I'm a broker now. Nah, I know. I'm just wondering who, 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 <laughs> He's brokered, a hustler, who brokered that deal. Who brokered that deal? <laughs> I'm a broker. Oh no, look not at a joker. It was a hundred million seeds. Yeah. Were they all? Were they, were they unicorns? Was it all semis? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, unicorns. I, I love, love that the unicorn term right now. so what? much. I thought they were getting top dollar for those. Hundred million unicorn tears, please. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, they were Mexican brickweed seeds. Probably that. Don't run. My guess, like that, would be coming out of Israel somewhere. Those guys are doing production and whatnot. Um, I've got. Do, I, do I they say where it was like coming from? I don't think it said. 
Didn't say. They didn't say country late. of origin. I don't think it said. Didn't even say nothing. It just happened lately or something. Yeah. Just happened yesterday. What was it on? It was on some news swag we saw. Mm-hmm. Some news. Some news swag we saw. <laughs> news. <laughs> don't ever listen to this podcast to get updated with any real news because you will be misled. What is news? <laughs> Adam Dunsett on the show. <laughs> like, dude, I don't know. So, like so I like the uh, so like the, the key life studio. That's pretty all right. You yeah, like thanks. the key, everyone likes the key. Of course, we got an actual place. We had everything set up when we got here. All empty. I had to do was add a light because of the incredible shadow being put on me last the week. Make, make me look like an evil, evil <laughs> bastard. <laughs> and We're now we have a real key to life uh, sticker up here. We're kidding. Mm-hmm. We need the space yeah. man. <laughs> Green screen will be coming. It's gonna get all, it's gonna get all teched out. Well, we're, we're gonna actually bring the Adam Dunn we will have banner some, next time. We'll have zero content. Get, get it right here. <laughs> let's see what let's see what Shallow's doing. Speaking of zero content, come on now. <laughs> Speaking of zero content. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard. It's subtle right. jab. It's, it's subtle so, jabs. No. That's harsh. <laughs> I never I never do that. Right, James. James, you know I never would do that, right? What? I'm here. Oh, make uh, subtle jabs at people. I wouldn't. I don't do that. Do I? Oh no, you're, you're you're the most non-aggressive, laid-back guy. I'm just I'm glad I'm not fucking Penske. That's all I'm saying. That fucking guy. <laughs> you torment the shit out of that poor dude. Like yeah, that guy he's, can't he's take a dump without fucking making a meme about it. Yeah, he <laughs> is. He is a meme now. If you're unfamiliar, if you're unfamiliar with what he's talking about, I might as well just advertise it on here and get more people to follow my Penske's my bitch. Page, please <laughs> go to Instagram. Go to Pinsky's my bitch. See what all the fuss is about. Because you know they're funny. Well, I'm not allowed to go on Instagram. Huh? Oh, it's man. all right. It's all right. I'm not allowed to go on Instagram. You're not allowed anymore. <laughs> I'm not allowed. He's banned. Well, He's you've already banned yourself, jail. or you, you you've been permanently banned. banned. <laughs> I'm a four, 14 time fucking rejectee. They banned me. So, oh yeah, that's probably, give up easily, that's probably the limit. Fourteen, fourteen, <laughs> I would say, would be the limit of being banned from Facebook. Nope, usually, nope, the pretty one, one, right? IG is like, uh, yeah. Well, we're working on it right now. Right, right now, we are actually working on exactly that. So, there you go. Thanks, thanks for helping out. Um, no I'm going to try to get Shiloh to give us a call, or if he's listening, he can say, "All right, it's time." Yeah, where's Shiloh? I would love because. I'd love to hear the story of uh, the 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 Zittles. It wasn't gone into too in depthly last time, and there's there's some holes in that story for for me. That I'm not too sure. Of. <coughs> yeah, uh, well, and, well, and while I'm throwing shit out there, uh, mm-hmm. I've talked shit about Alien in the past. Yeah. Everybody knows that I uh, was not I was not an Alien fan, and I didn't. I've always said if Alien was Alien, where's his shit? Where's his gear? Why is he breeding with a Sally Apple IBL? Where's his, where's all this other stuff? Um, he finally got a hold of me, and his answer. Fucking cops at it. He's trying to get it back from him, so <laughs> makes makes sense. But uh, he, uh, when he disappeared, it had some uh, some some unfortunate circumstances that led to his disappearance in 2012, yeah. and his re- and his reappearance in 2016. But as much as I can vet him, we talked for about three four hours. Uh, I, I I take it back. I think it's the guy. I think I think the alien guy is the alien guy. Uh, he's working with my uh, lab guy right now to um, re. Uh, he ha- he's having a hard time popping the starfighters that he has, and so he's getting with my DSG lab guy to have him uh, do the embryo. Um, what the fuck's it called? Huh. Uh, cryogenic embryo? That like it's still he can still pop him. My guy, my scientist guy, can still pop him. Yeah, and do deep for cryo. Uh, yeah, he's freezing it. Deep freezing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, 
Oh shit. So yeah. So I gotta I gotta I gotta I gotta figure out there, but um uh so uh, what got me on the on that thing? Is this all alien genetics? Good. This is all alien yeah. genetics. Yeah. What's what is the what makes up the alien genetics? Like what is the baseline? Aliens, obviously. Come on now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You just answered your own question. It was yeah, given to like, us. I mean it's been out there for a no. minute, but I mean it's it's an Afghan, it's a is it what? What can you compare it, it to? It's, 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 it's all it's all very very fucking confused. As much as I've been able to peel it open, right? Uh, alien obsolete, alien alien genetics, or uh, obsolete with the alien tech strain. He made alien tech, then he got big on Stephen Colbert. I believe that he had that out early, and then comes Andy Alien, who says who opens a company called Alien Genetics. I think yeah. obsolete possibly gets pissed off. Tries, you know, he's biting my name, Alien Genetics, Alien Tech strain. That's where the animosity between those two comes in. Um, and I think that the word I got from Alien was that he was moving those packs through Logic. And Logic never paid him for any of them. Right, right. What is the actual, like, not to try to get him to say what his right. true makeup of the line is, but he, whether you put the name Alien on it or not, what do you think it, it compares to? Right, you know you what I mean? Like, what, what kind of variety would it be? Because that's the only thing. I mean, yeah. I've seen the alien paired up and people getting into it, but sounding-wise, it, it sounded like a, a type of Afghan. But I have no right. that's, real that's experience right. I, I know that. that. I know that. I've heard, I've heard stories of obsolete alien, and it came back from a, from a soldier that uh, was in Afghanistan and brought him back some beans. Um, and that's the story on the, on the alien tech. Um, I have to break. I have to get with alien and break down more because. Alien Genetics was the name of his company, but he didn't have any strains called Alien Genetics. He had strains like Starfighter, which is going to be right. Starfighter as Alien Dog crossed with Tahoe Alien. Right. So uh, Ewok, and then Alien Land Grenade, and uh, Alien Rock Candy, which is my favorite. So um, as far as what his base males were, I don't know. I have to ask him. Or right. we can actually get him on the show, too. Yeah, I've, I've had a... I my cooperative. I'm not biased against any one season. I've had some of uh, some alien uh, hybrids in in the collection at one point, but I just never uh, ran them because you know when I'm looking back through varieties for personally my own way I do things. If I can't find the parent lines and the grandparent lines in the varieties that I'm going to run, I kind of that puts it on the back shelf to start. The closer and the more I know about the where I'm headed, the, just the better it gets. For me, anyway, but yo, I was just curious. Appreciate it. Yo, 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 what's yeah. up? How's it going, my friend? Oh, hello. So, good, got, how are you doing? Good, good. I got uh, James on the line here, also at the same time as you from Seeds Here Now, chilling. Who is it? James from Seeds Here Now, from the from the uh, okay, cool, cool seed bank there. You still there, James? Is that the same one that the the, the Bicolli guys part of, or no? Right out of the gate. Well, right out of the gate. Foot and mouth. Foot and mouth. No, no, no. Here's the seeds. Well, I just didn't want to say the wrong fucking thing. You did. Of course you did. You do. Of course you did. Well, right. goddamn. Glad to talk to you guys. Yeah, it's good to talk to you, of course. Um, uh, I'm down here in Oakland at the uh, the New West Summit. You know, it's a kind of interesting view on things you know a lot of a lot of business guys a lot of and you never heard of, a lot of brother yeah <laughs> what are you what are you up to are you cruising are you just cruising around it yourself or are you repping some repping anybody or what are you doing 
Well, you know, I'm always repping Giant oh, Breed, course. you know, and uh, mm-hmm. Surgeon Family, and of course now I'm repping Blake Massive. So you know, Taylor's here with me, and uh, Tim was just giving a talk on uh, music and cannabis. So mm-hmm. um, pretty cool, pretty cool. Sweet, sweet, and uh, again, we were, we were hoping to get you in the studio originally. And that was the original plan, right? Because we had always, we had these lofty we had these lofty ideas, which I was amazed. <laughs> I was like, "Really, he's flying I in?" Want to so come in the studio? I want to I want to be more of a regular type of guest and get to the studio because you guys are having so much fun, and I have a whole pocket full of fun I can bring to the table. And know. you know, I just want to chill with you guys and be face to face. It's more intimate. And, I was looking uh, forward to it. I was looking. I was really looking forward to it. But at the same time, I thought at the same time it was a little overzealous because you were like, you guys just got married, right? Congrats! Congratulations! Congratulations on that! Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations! Uh, he was all silent. Like, <laughs> like you caught me. Do I well, talk you cut about out. This? You cut out for a second. Oh, uh, okay. I said I, you just I got married. Really I said you, you just said. got. I said you just got yeah, married. Yeah. Yes, sir. Congratulations. You no, know, we were going to come, but um, I know. It Brandon been is having a baby, and it was his baby shower, and he's calling in any minute, by the way. Bastard. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely want to get out of I hope. I hope the baby shower was fun. You know, it was cool. You know, usually <laughs> guys don't go to baby showers. Right. It's a really so, lame excuse, you know, for this. Yeah. It's a super lame excuse, Me by and the Rocky way. So. The Duck Man and a couple other guys were smoking out in the parking lot, and, uh, Brandon was uh, in there tasting diapers to see what baby food it was. <laughs> Which of course, chicks that want oh, babies he didn't win. hanging around. I thought he won for sure, but um, Frosty the Nug Lady won the diaper tasting contest. Wow. Nice. Wow. That sounds like you, you definitely missed. We, we missed out, put it that way. We should have <laughs> been with you. should do the show yeah. from there, yeah. We should have been with Live you. Live from the baby shower. Yeah. So, so yeah, you know, but you guys are you guys are stuck over there in Colorado. So what's the deal? Are you still you going to, to Barcelona? Still going to Barcelona? What's going um, on with that Yeah, Went Wednesday, I'm going to Barcelona. A little bird told me that, uh, you know, these guys in Barcelona mm-hmm. made over a million dying green feminine seeds. So um, I got a hold of those she guys. Thank it. you very much. And then... Cruising out there to talk to those guys. I'm going to hang out with uh, TH Seeds. If you uh, ever heard of those guys, they're pretty cool. We got, heard. you know, we got some things in the works as well. So, um, just going to do a little show up. We're going to have a meet and greet on the 19th in Barcelona at uh, HQ Barcelona. So, if you happen to be around, cruise through. If you just happen to be around <laughs> Barcelona, anybody. A lot but, of people. A lot of people are going over there. You know, it's, it's true. The new it's coast, true. I heard it is true. Well, you know, it's it's always been cool from forever, obviously, but it has a much nicer vibe with the with the weed scene now with all the clubs and uh, HQ is definitely one of the more famous ones. You also got Petey, who you're going to go see when I'm sure when you're there. Uh, yeah, his little club there. And you know they're all they're all definitely uh, in a better like the whole thing about Amsterdam was you had these little tiny smoky places that were in wet and rainy and kind of nasty conditions so half the time you're uncomfortable in these exactly. places anyway Spain's got a little bit more of a chill vibe you know so oh, yeah. it's like the difference Spain's between the Michigan and uh, LA you know? <laughs> <laughs> something like that right it's the coolest thing in Europe uh, Barcelona's really got that you know ninety six ninety eight California vibe they're just like it's all love. I've said it before. It's just, it's a great place to be. You know, the people are so friendly and uh, they're really doing it. You know, over here, 
things are kind of static, stagnant, you know, oh, go get your meds and then go home. Yeah. It's like they provide the whole scene, you know, you just go hang out, you yeah. know, and play pool and talk story and blaze out with the homies. Yeah, it's the, it's the simple things in life, right? Well, slow, <laughs> slowly they'll, I think what will happen is the, the, the hype will go away and the reality of, of the lost revenue when people, you know, and, and the reality that people just start to figure out, like, you know what, if enough, if everybody here is smoking and we're all playing pool, I don't think anybody's going to say shit. And yeah, You just have to find those cool owners because yeah. that's the whole mm-hmm. thing. It's like finding those cool, the, the cool crew, you know. So, um yeah. So yeah, we were we were. Uh, I think everybody who listens to our show, of course, wants to hear Skittle's story. But you also said you wanted to talk a little bit about um, uh, was it the Great Babe story or something like that? You you mentioned to me. Skittles are cool, you know. Um, you know, I'm kind of here alone, and I'm just a part of the Great Babe story. And I was, um, let me let me see if I could call Dally Duke, uh, the originator, you know, of the Great Babe fam, in on it really quick. But let's just talk quickly about the Duke Samendo. You know, the Duke Samendo. You know, that started way back in, like, 98, and uh, that was me and Dally Duke, and, you know, Brandon, he was like a 14-year-old kid just on, on the curtails of that, and he kind of rose up, and, and and then we started some stuff, me and B together, the Duke Cemento, so we're bringing that whole entity back, uh-huh. and uh, if you guys are familiar how we do it, you know, kind of what that would curtail, you know, we just... It's more of a lifestyle, you know, highlighting some of the hot rod trucks and the motorcycles, and, you know, just just those things that go along with cannabis you know besides music and stuff uh you know just so you 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 get a glimpse of what built us as a brand and and where we come from you know sure well i mean that's one of the things i think uh i've known you long enough to know that it's like 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 you're saying when when we say lifestyle we 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 kind of we mean the same thing where it's a true lifestyle you know like uh you know especially back in the 90s when most people were like, what the heck's going on? You know, you know what I mean? We'd be like, well, we're coming in here and we're smoking a bunch of weed, you know what I mean? And, and it was like, uh, you know, nowadays everything is a little more commonplace, but I think you were you were always uh, true in that way too, you know? And it sounds cool too, like going out and seeing a bunch of hot rods and shit compared to... Oh, yeah, and like all this just, stuff that you're talking about is just stuff that would be just normal shit for you because that's... Pretty much exactly what you said. It's like like, like true lifestyle, you know. Right, right. So dig this. You know, we're at this new west, and uh, you know, I was just sitting in on the music and cannabis, and there, you know, not to say it's a bad thing, but there was a panel of uh, manager of this, and uh, you know, whatever big uh, the Marley uh, brand and some other brand, Cypress Hill or whatever, and they're, you know, they're talking about how big their brands are and everything, but. The reality of it, you know, music's cool, bro, and it shapes all our lives and all our lifestyles. But at the it's end of the day, cool. where it comes down to mm-hmm. is those guys get their weed from us, you know, and it's it's more of a thing we got to put out there. You got yeah. you got to support the farmer brands, sure. you know what I mm-hmm. mean? All this hype hype stuff, you know, like Brandon would call it hot dog water. Of you course, know, it's just you got you got to support the farmers, and we're we're. We're in a place in well, this whole the Dan Bazillions of, of, uh, can make of cannabis. Choices. <laughs> we can make choices of where we get our stuff from, right? Uh-huh. And I'm just saying, support the farmer, man, because... Well, true. I mean, true that. with your bowl. Yeah, true that. And the thing is, the uh, the industry is growing so quick that, you know, the numbers of, of what people are looking to try to do and what they're, they're trying to cover and... Like you said, with all the hot dog water, which is basically all the distillate and all the other people who are just working with 
whatever and knowing that they can right, el- right, right. eliminate floor, uh, floor sweeping. Sure. Yeah, exactly. You know, real floor sweeping. Trip on this, though. So so we all went up. We just got back. We went on a little trip up to Southern Oregon, and we went. Um, a bunch of our friends went into the – they want to call it the hemp market, but I'm calling it CBD field. So we went up to giant Southern Oregon CBD fields, and we did a turf hunt. And we were out there, you know, looking looking for something besides that cherry wine, mercine turf, you know. And we spent hours in there, you know, tickling <laughs> the butts. And, you know, we, we, we really found some stuff that was, as far as CBD plants go, different. Yeah. And uh, we were lucky enough to find a, a few of these. We selected a few of these that will actually make hash. So that's sure. pretty exciting that we're going to take our, uh, our whole hash technology and uh, – making a you know moonshine melt out of cbd flowers which is really exciting i don't think anyone's really went out there in the cbd fields and did a turf hunt a pinot hunt um so that's exciting that's something new you know hey do you mind if i have alec dixon uh sc labs call in on, on the line he's sitting sure. here we're sitting here together at the new west summit yeah have him call you, know? you want to hear from him at all or, or sure. is, yeah he's cool as fuck Okay, we're. Give me one. Second. Who is that calling? What do you got here? Uh, some face-off OG that this kid gave me. Looks pretty. That's a little. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, he's too busy. A little what? Oh, here we go. Okay, he's calling in now. I think. Calling in, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. I think he put acid in my whiskey. <laughs> All right. I, oh, wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. I'm feeling, I'm feeling kind of weird. You know what I mean? Welcome to the so show, what's my cool, friend. What's going on over there? With, what are you guys up to? We're chilling, chilling, listening, just hanging out, talking to Shiloh, and uh, pulling him away from. I guess uh, we didn't realize he was at some sort of an event. But thanks for jumping in on the call. I didn't either. You yeah. know, sometimes you know things just change. Things just change. Is that Alec right up calling in? Oh yeah. So. Yeah, no, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to say, hey, happy to be on the podcast. Is Adam done? Yeah, right here. What's going on, my friend? Keep respect, man. Like, you're, you're RPCs, right? That's true. Yes. Yeah, no, big up, man. Stage and that terpenaline reality is my favorite I'd ever come to know. The terpenaline heavy sage is the one, right, for sure. Um, yeah, no. And I and I uh, hats off to you in the sense that I I think I hear your lab, you know, talked about the most from any lab that I've ever sort of seen out there. It's like, oh yeah, that, yeah, Thank yeah. So so you're definitely you know doing lots of good work. It's a hard one too. Lab, right, I appreciate that. Man. Lab works the, the lab works the one that gets the most grief from the most people. You know, it's like running a cannabis. It's like running. No, I was going to say that. It's like running a cannabis cup every day. You know. Mm-hmm. Bunch of bitching. Yeah, and no, I mean, honestly, in, especially in this new world of compliance in California and how much regulation have really substantial testing uh, for super kind of low levels, different category one pesticides. And it just, it's such a heavy reality of how significant the impact is to those that we're working with if there is any type of fail. And, you know, especially like this year, because I'm on the co founders of SEO Labs and I'm the director of plant relations. And, you know, client relations kind of in this new world of compliance. Like, in so many ways, I feel like the fails are for our organization. 
and every day I'm having the most difficult conversations I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, because 60% of all combined sales that we've had so far are around label things, you know. And so, for the that's pretty minor because you can relabel the threat and have no information on there. And then, you know, pretty much get a product in the market. But any kind of the different systemic test side or you can have microbiological impurities, like the different types of Anytime there's a fail, anything that fail, pretty much I'm having 100% of those conversations, and it's really heavy. Yeah. So we don't take it lightly, and you know it, it all. What's well, bold? You're basically telling people that they're they're losing millions of dollars sometimes too. If you know they if they fail at there and they have such a huge huge investment going on, so it's it's. And it's, we don't take it lightly. No, it's a rough job. It's a rough job, but someone's got to do it. Right? And, and the thing it. is, is too, it's, it, it, and, but it's all about accuracy and repeatability and integrity mm-hmm. of the data. You know, in so many ways. Sure. I think one thing California learned about, you know, from overcame from some of the states that regulated is, you know, if you're going to have really robust regulations on producers and processors within any state, well, you have to, you, you have to have even stricter regulations on labs. We don't. There's no integrity in the lab system. You know, pretty much, you know, people can shop around, get 30% resolved and 15% weeding. Right, right. Uh, by the way, you sound like a robot the whole time. So just so you know, when you actually listen back, you'll be like, what? Did I know? Did I really sound like a robot the whole time? But you know, what's, what's cool in a way is, you know, those tests you can take where you can like only hear little bits and pieces, but your brain. Can is, still pick can it up. Put exactly one of those. And as a grower, or as a guy who's doing a lot of tests, I understood every word you said, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh yeah, I can hear it." But I'm sure other people will be like, "What the fuck is he saying?" But just so you know, we I'm not sure it. if you're walking. I'm not sure if you're walking or if you're where you were because I know you're yeah, in a busy spot. Like so uh, just just so you know when you listen back. But uh, like I was saying earlier, yeah, you, you know what I picked up from what you were saying, which was everything I think, uh, is that yeah, it's 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 uh, really like. It's more than just like THC and CBD. It's it's all about the pesticides and the the uh, microbials and the things that are are like an issue in California because most people have been running hot and heavy for so long that they don't understand that that stuff. Some of that stuff, the half life is super long, so mm-hmm. they might have a yeah. recycled soil and they're fucked. You know what I mean? Like just because well, of and just for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Sorry, for what is what you got? I mean, one of the biggest trends that we've kind of come to realize this year so far with pesticide fails for uh, compliance testing, you know, pretty much it, you know, and it so much has been around indoor cultivation for long as a trip. And essentially, um, if, you know, for so, because before we opened SC Labs, I was working within the hydroponic industry, you know, managing different hydroponic stores and crews and, you know, working a lot with pesticide and pest management. Et cetera, et cetera, and you know, for so long in the, in the culture and the community, there's you know, people when they're resetting, you know, their runs in between harvests. A lot of different people that you know were just trying to sterilize their rooms would drop off uh, different foggers or aerosol bombs, and so the bombs basically are all on, on the California list of pesticides. And one of the biggest things we're seeing is certain bombs. A lot, all the bombs, if you've ever done it, it basically is building up a sheetrock and drywall. And then when the lights turn off and the spikes to like 80%, it starts sweating and leaching from the walls, you know, for up to you know, many cycles after or years after, depending on the pesticide. Right. And it's funny, too, because I always hated, oh. I always hated those bombs. And I only used them a few oh. times. And I always kind of like just, 
I didn't really like the idea of doing it because I knew that it was a like it was, a, it was an easy way out. You know what I mean? I was like, people who did that usually didn't clean it on top of their lights very often no. or something. You know? And no. I was like, yeah, let's see residue on their walls. I just feel like let's just scrub everything down and like not worry about those bombs. You know? But yeah, those. You things. gotta fight bugs with bugs. You know, we're we're mm-hmm. we're in that that era where you know there's a bug. Yeah. You know, you, you just infiltrate your garden tactically mm-hmm. with uh, the right bugs because they're going to kill the other bugs. And sure. We, we, you know, dying breeder, Jim, we like to believe in, you know, for the most part, no spray, you know. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and and you spray, if you're spraying, you're killing all the good bugs, and then you you got all the bad ones coming exactly. in. You're just oh, we got bee in the house. We got bee in the house. Wrong. What's up, big dog? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah. What's up, guys? How's it going, my friend? What's cracking? What up? I was telling them earlier how you won the diaper eating contest, but then I I, I realized I was mistaken that Frosty, the nut lady, actually won. (laughs) Got your baby shower. Yeah. Thank you, I don't know if you guys saw the picture they posted, but. Yeah, you know, you got to talk about something, right? Yeah. It was a great intro. It was a good intro, for sure. (laughs) I didn't really realize we were on the show at first, so I was just kind of, you know, getting comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just got to jump, jump in feet first on this one. So, uh, so right. Shiloh. And, and one, one thing, too, before I back off, just to kind of conclude kind of a part of the point with the testing, what's really fascinating kind of seeing so much of the insights of uh, testing data in California this year so far with all the trends and what's failing and what's not. One of the biggest things we're saying is, like, so much of the mega grow cultivation licenses were taken out of the hills and centralized and concentrated around some of the <laughs> biggest areas of toxic California conventional ag. And so, you know, with seeing how much of the material that's failing for sides coming out of regions where a lot of these mega grows are, what we're seeing, which is really exciting for, um, I feel like the future of where this is going is, you know, the craft small farms, the organic farms have been doing this all their life, doing push-ups all their life, getting ready for this moment. People like Third and Dang Breezy, all the elders up in the Emerald Triangle, you know, it's like it's this whole shift in consciousness of, like, teaming with microbiology, giving the land better than you received it, and building the soil, and, and taking care of the plant, and being one with integrity of the plant. And from that, you know, there's a market advantage in this new world of regulation that's going to, you know, I feel like ten, come back tenfold for those that are doing right and working with microbiology and not spraying pesticides. Mm-hmm. And the people that are centralized around a lot of the Cali ag lands are, are the ones that are kind of base planning right now. Sure. Well, it's the it's classic, uh, like, people get greedy and then they only monoculture and then they mm-hmm. fail miserably and then they uh, sell off to somebody else and make them do the same thing. It just keeps kind of rotating over and over again where people just because it's what it, i mean especially with cannabis is like you can't you can't make like uh hundreds of thousands of clones and not expect to have uh, a wipeout once in a while when that starts to mm-hmm. happen it's really hard to get back on your feet like all of a sudden you're fucking crippled you know so right. i was right. I, I like but especially I, when like now, your neighbors now are by bombing with helicopters yeah what's that the wipeouts are pesticides now you know a lot of that's the like, easy solution to all these people's uh-huh, problems. So, uh-huh. um, you know, what we were saying earlier, and, and, and be- unfortunately too, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, unfortunately too, the crazy thing is a lot of the pesticides that are being contaminated on cannabis aren't even necessarily from 
from applicating it on their own yeah, yeah. from uh, yeah. kind of growing or from the clones. It's because of drift and you know, the soil and the rain and watershed. Helicopters are bombing Transportation. the planes. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's the shitty thing is like you you can do all you want to be organic as possible, and if you're unfortunately downstream from some other guy who doesn't give a fuck, then mm-hmm. there, goes, there goes all your organic uh, <laughs> uh, interest. He, he doesn't have to be a cannabis he farmer. He can be, you know, he be farming anything. Exactly, traditional exactly. farmer. Yep. He could even be just spraying Roundup at his on his property. So. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's really hard to find like. Uh, you literally have to find like the place where the, either the guy's dead or something. Like oh, the guy died ten years ago. You're like mm-hmm. perfect. It means nobody sprayed for at least ten years. You know, what <laughs> I mean, That's, because otherwise uh, they just you know most most places even if they tell you they don't do it uh, after Obviously. testing you'll figure it out. But right. Well, it's hard. It's hard to right. like, and those guys are just so used to those techniques, and they're they're so hurting traditional farmers that they're you know that, that it's the stuff so dirt cheap for them that they're just that's that's just what they do because that's how they they know to survive you mm-hmm. know, and it's it's just it's tough. And, and, yeah, they don't know anything else except yeah. what the guy that comes around selling the things to them. It's, you know, right. The snap on tool pesticide guy that shows up <laughs> in agricultural areas. Exactly. For sure. For sure. So. um so what's the focus of this uh, conference thing that you're at right now? Is the main thing? Is it like about just sort of businesses and um, the little, little I don't know brand, really little what the focus is. It's, a, it, it's, you know, it's big money. Big money walking around, yeah. um, mm-hmm. flaunting their fucking rooster feathers. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I uh, bet. it's just, it's amazing how many new brands you see every day. Uh, I don't think there's one that I, I, I knew of that's here today. So, sure. and I'm not saying that with any disrespect because, you know, some of them might have the great intentions and all that, but uh, it's always good to be at these things as well as, you know, the political things just to stay in touch with what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, it's uh, it's surprising how some some parts of the industry have exploded really fast and there's other parts that really haven't grown out like at all. Like, you know, as far as uh, the clothing side is really weak and, they're, the, and everybody's kind of doing the same salves and tinctures and lip balms and whatever and there's like occasionally there's a new product here and there but for the most part it's, it seems to be uh you know a couple of sport brands or sport you know, <laughs> a couple of obvious things you know but nothing yeah. nothing o- ott people are keying in on most like they use no cbd toilet like paper yet right you tried that have you tried that yet have you seriously no way oh man straight straight crystal no, straight man. isolate toilet I, paper I, I, I got a japanese i got a japanese toilet it washes your butt by itself with water yeah that's nice <laughs> but you know we could have we could have uh CBD bidets, I guess. Uh, yeah. want to get that yeah. far into it. C-bidet. 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 <laughs> oh, God damn. Someone's going to steal that. I know. That's what we do around here. We come up with the big ones. We come up with the big ones every so often. Someone right now is running. C-bidet. 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 We could do a portable CBD where you could just spray it on your asshole. So it's like a little aerosol can. little aerosol can. It comes with the fucking, it comes with the 409 hand pump on the side, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fart be gone. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, what else? I mean, yeah, we're we're getting ready for the Emerald Cup, you know? We're just, uh, we got a whole whole new uh, line of teas we're working with. You know, um, B, why don't you talk about that? 
What's exciting? Yeah, we got um, we have a soil line we were talking about on the last one, I believe. We were telling you a little rundown on Vital. Uh-huh. Um, I got the bags in the truck right now. Yeah, yeah, we've got you know um, the dirt already been tested. We've got it already through the lab testing. Um, you know, we're already growing in it. We got more, as you heard. Shiloh's bringing more on the way. Um, it's just we're we're still in the the fruit stage of it where we want to make sure we got what we want before we can go and release it. And, mm-hmm. you know, the whole plan is, is we only have a certain amount of time and, you know, we, we, we're not just a fake company, you know, we're not just like those other guys. So we try hard to do all the testing for all the seeds. Um, you know, the dirt is something new to us. You know, obviously we use it every fucking day when we grow, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, formu- formulating it is kind of different and, so it's kind of it was, that was pretty fun to do with Vital. Um, we ha- we, we got three different blends. Three different blends we're trying out. Okay, like what? Yeah, like, a, like a light, like a light, like a light one, and a cocoa blend, and something else. Or what's your what's your what's your spray? Yeah, um, there's you know, a, we have three. we have one that has a perlite. We have a perlite mix, and we have two that are non perlite mix because we're trying to veer and, away and from that, that bullshit. One that, sure. One that has a compost, one that's compost yeah. based too. Gotcha. And one of them has a compost base, yeah. And so, um, like I, got it, I got it under my fingernails. I got it under my fingernails right now. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's been pretty good. Um, the the Emerald Cup is coming up, as well as uh, we have an Ego Clash um, before the Emerald Cup, which is going to be the second annual Ego Clash. Um, where we invite the biggest and the baddest uh, concentrate makers from all over to a private invitational only party held in um, Santa Rosa, which is going to be Sonoma County. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no sales. It's just going to be a private function. It's, you know, pretty much a, the best of the best showdown, sure. knockdown, drag out, yep. um, turp war. You know what I mean? And so, turp war. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all egos to the side. I mean, we might even be uh, putting up a boxing ring this year, so who knows, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> sounds, least, familiar, yeah, sounds familiar, sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow all of our events tend to go that direction. We're all like, one year we're going to have a ring. We're all, we've, we've all threatened that, but do it, do it, because every time we threaten it, we're yeah, like, yeah. Do we should do it. We're doing it. Yeah. We're doing Some it for headsets. sure. Do it. Yeah, do it we're because I've... Some headsets and some gloves for, you know, people want to fucking throw it down, might... you know, put the... Mm-hmm. It might be me and B-boxing. You never know. That, that, that's it. <laughs> Just sign the waiver, right? right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. But, uh, oh, baby. I'm a lover. So, yeah, no, we also have a collab. Both, we have a couple collabs coming. Um, this year is the first year that Third Gen Family Moonshine Melts, Dying Breed Seeds, and the Dukes of Mendo are washing anybody else's material in competition. So I'm going around and i've searched out you know a couple different farms that have the best of the best um we have the best of the best uh uh farms like straight organics and jdi farms oh yeah um humble humble legacy organics primo farms um you know we're 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 really kicking it off it's we're going to bring out the melon bread uh in seed form with with primo and primo genetics and um, we got a couple other things in the works, as well as uh, our smoothie, which we'll talk to you guys a little bit later about, too. And, um, you know, all the melon breads and stuff like that. You know, we, uh, it's, we're grateful to be in Northern California and be around uh, such great growers and selectors and breeders and people that, you know, uh, 
really care about weed. You know what I mean? And so when you come across new genetics or new terp profiles, it's always exciting. You know what I mean? You, you come across cool things and, and you, it just perks your ears right up. You know, like when, sure. when I found, Ro- when I found Rose, I, I just knew that Rose was just like the one, man, there's nothing else like it. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, when you, when you come across these Brendan. things, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just wanted to kind of like uh, echo in on something you just said. You know, what's really fascinating kind of to see what the Rosé did in the Emerald Cup last year. You know, it crushed, for one. And for what it's worth, the terpene profile in it was this pine, alpha pinene dominant, myrcene, co, you know, uh, tertiary uh, profile, which is, you know, really, um, for what it's worth, uh, rare in the like entirety of the terpene data set of what California has to offer, you know. Um, for, for what we see in testing, you know, terpene, uh, uh, alpha pinene dominant strains represent like less than 6% of the entirety of anything we've ever tested as far as being a dominant terpene. And so it's really cool to see kind of uh, an obscure dominant terpene profile come in and be crushed. And, and, you know, yeah, I think that really you, speaks brother. to how much like we're looking as a community and as judges in these events to really identify and highlight the obscurities you know, that have been kind of lost along the way and, and, and bring them back through kind of, you know, introducing them through these events and, 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 and doing the hard and, work and breeding and selecting. And is that alpha pinene, is that like, is that like a classic pinene in what we would think of as a pinene or is it just, is there some subtlety that's like underlying that we're not, not seeing? Well, typically, well, typically um, everybody always miside- misidentifies uh, the smell of terpenaline as a piney uh-huh. type smell. Uh-huh. Terpenaline is like the dominant strain or terpene in, you know, sage, gerbin, yeah. uh, you know, jack, train wreck, sure. that's treat, yep. uh, XJ, you know, all these, you know, and so, and so oftentimes people will associate that with piney. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, no think, I wouldn't think of that as, I would think of more like, uh, right. more like more of a, uh, like super, it's real pine, right? Like yeah. a Northern Lights, how it was originally, but with, with more intensity, you know, like something that has like something along that, uh, front end of your totally. front end of your, the, the smell spectrum in a sense, right? Yeah, and I think you know it's it's really interesting because you know over the last uh, you know nine years of being open at, as a laboratory, you know we we've uh, we've done over like eighteen thousand terpene tests, and and so we started working with a bioinformaticist to like cluster the data and to see how things groups together with dominant or secondary attributes, you know, and so yeah, it's really fascinating. Yeah. Well, what's really fascinating yeah. is we saw pretty much 95% of everything we've ever tested pretty much has, you know, between, you know, there's only about five to nine terpenes that represent pretty much the dominance of the profile. Of, and we test for like 35 terpenes, but, you know, it looks like there's four primary small groups from what we see. And each primary small group has like two to three additional subgroups. But we see really about like 10 to 12, like archetype profiles that pretty much 95% of our data set can uh, really uh, accurately group into. And, uh, and so, you know, terpenolene is one side of it, you know, with all the jack trainer sage type strains. Mm-hmm. On the other side is myrcene. And then there's alpha pinene, which is like really small percentage of the data set. And then it's, uh, is there any, and then limonene, myrcene, beta caropoline. Um, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, we, we've done like, you know, a few, like I'd say like under a thousand, you know, that, that, We've tested in the entirety of our testing to that that C or have. I mean, there's. I mean, I'd say like. I mean, I, I can't even speculate on that, but it's a really small percentage of the data set. But yeah, there are these strains like was just being described in some of these old school like Northern Light type strains 
but that terpene seemed not to like really make it into the into the you know cultural appreciation you know in in a world where the hybrid has dominated pretty much everything and the hybrid is not one primary terpene that dominates pretty much most of the profile like japanolene and myrcene but is like all the like ogs ogs like the perfect example of hybrid because it's not one terpene that dominates it's three it's limonene myrcene beta carophylline and depending on the the, the strain it could be higher in beta carophylline or it could be a little bit higher in myrcene or it could be a little higher in limonene but all of a sudden that makes the difference between like cookies and like that banana OG and between, you know, some of the heavier myrcene dominant OGs. But, you know, it's really, yeah, I think, uh, you know, just, just identifying the obscurities and seeing, and, and, you know, how, you know, through testing, helping to identify these obscurities and then bring them into the world and, and to see that appreciation shown through kind of a competition and event where people are, you know, uh, double blind kind of just testing and being like, well, what's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's how it, like these, these really obscure strains start coming back into our, you know, perceptual awareness about cannabis. And that's basically what it was. It's a, it's an anomaly, you know what I mean? And I've never smelt something like that when, when I selected it. So I just felt that, I mean, cause Shiloh and me, I just, Shiloh taught me how to do the stem rub and, and, and just smell for terps. I can also select for hash. Like I can tell you if it's going to make hash mm-hmm. on the resin, like what type of resin it is. Remember right. I was telling you that last time, but, yeah. but like, I, I, I just, I knew that, you know, like when you smell Skittles, when you smell uh, melon bread, when you smell the Zum Zum that made the watermelon Skittles, when you when you smell these turps, the rosé and everything, they're just like, oh, dude, you just know. And so mm-hmm. when they came, when they said that on stage, I remember Swami saying, and I was like trying to grab the mic, Swami was like, well, hold on, hold on, it's got the special terpenes, and I was just like, man, I know it's special, man, give me the mic, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Like, I know it's bomb, bro. <laughs> I was telling him, B, I was telling him earlier how we took your hash finger out and we went to select the CBD, um, and we, we found a, a few CBD plants that are, that are you know, quite likely going to make the hash. And oh, dude, that, that was magical. I was magical. excited about that. Do you told him about that? Just a little yeah. bit. What, just reflect yeah. on that a little bit. Tell him one. Man, we went up to Oregon this, this last glorious weekend, and we... Uh, we were blessed. We took this limo drive up there, hanging out with my boys, and we, we went and stopped by a couple friends of our spot. You know, in Oregon, they're growing all this hemp varieties, and mm-hmm. they got a different stuff. You know, like LLC. We, I've never, I've never, <laughs> Oregon's got I've some, never some done, fire. Mm-hmm. For sure. They have yeah, some, some I've real never Oregon done, CBD. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never grown CBD plants, right? So, um, or I mean, I've grown CBD varieties, a couple CBD varieties, but I've never grown hemp or, uh, full-blown CBD varieties or yeah, anything sure. like that. So when we're rock- walking through these these CBD fields and everything, and um, it wasn't feminized, so it was a regular seed stock. Um, there was some variety. There was, like, some drift in the stock. So as we were walking through the field, um, you know, we'd see the short ones with the with the big, uh, you know, apical meristem, just one solid yeah. nug all yeah. the way down, you know what I mean? Like, literally mm-hmm. no no lateral, no lateral branching at all. And then you'd see some that were, uh, you know, very tall and uh, thin, and then some that were tall and big. And so this guy, he wanted us, um, you know, his name's Hans. He's, he's the biggest dog of them all up there, man. <laughs> he, super G. He's running it pretty, he's you super G, bro. It, it was cool that he came from, there you go. He came from Mindo too, right, low dogs? 
you know, he's an original Oregon cat. You know, uh, one of my brothers in the game. I'm so proud of him for going up there and just, uh, just amazing to, you know, I got to say a little bit. I might not have believed in his whole vision. And when we went up there and we just saw a portion of it, you know, I'm just blown away. And yeah. so blown away to be included in something that's uh, so big, you know, really to did the tur- the first turp hunt of a CBD field, you know, and really found some <laughs> stuff that we're going to work on together in the future. And uh, we're super excited about that. You know, real CBD Real medicine, deal collab. Not your That's real hand. collab. Um, you know, big up to Hans and Ella and their whole team. Yeah. No, there's some great yeah. – I, I got some uh, some people around here growing some seed from, from uh, Oregon CBD we talked about last week on the show, and it was amazing yeah, too. Yeah. I walked around going like, well, that, and I was going to say that hey, too. Hey, hey, check yep. this out! Check this out! They had they well, had full-grown nuggets, like they oh, yeah. had pounds. They mm-hmm. had good bud. It was like I was so amazed about the quality of the CBD right. that I, we were right. out there selecting for hashy CBD. I mean, we were smelling cherry terps from like you know what they call cherry pie or whatever, you know. Um, you know, real deal cherry turps, you know, and then you got the, like the woody sandal, woody CBD smell. And then there was like, we, we came across some like cheesy, cheesy turps and some, it was really cool. What was funny was, uh, I was just uh, in a lab the other day and and I walked in and as I walked in, I was like, damn, that smells good. Whatever that is. I walked in and I like went up to the buds, was checking them out. And I was like, dude, that, I just smell OG. That's weird. Like, and then I, and then I checked with the guy who's, uh, who uh, grew it, and uh, it turned out to be the same seed that you guys are actually uh, working with here, this uh, abacus, and it was like... And No, it's from here, actually, right? It's, mm-hmm. a, it's from... And it oh, was, yeah. it's an oh, OG, wow. But it has OG in it, so it was like, wow, this is, like, amazing when you start looking <laughs> at, like, hundreds of pounds of just, you know, shredded out fucking hemp flour ready to be processed. Well, yeah, and those guys, who are they? Crawford Brothers? Oregon like TV and the Crawford Brothers, those dudes are like legends. Like for they got, so they many got, people that are uh, running like the fire. Yeah. They got everything yeah. Yeah. you could imagine. And for what they're, you yeah. know, I got to say, they had to be the first. They did it before us because obviously. Yeah, no, and I wanted, I wanted level. to give a big up. Yeah, I wanted to give a big up to, to the Crawford Brothers. They're Oregon CBD they on did. IG. And those dudes, for what it's worth, have bred some of the most insane Fuego hemp stock that insane. pretty much everybody's been buying and freaking the fuck out about. Yeah. And for what it's worth, Respect. those dudes also isolated a high CBGA cultivar. Because CBGA yeah. is like, you know, the stem cell, kind of the, you know, the precursor sure. to THDA yeah. or CBDA in the biosynthetic pathway of the plant. But pretty much any, no strain ever has above, you know, a couple to a few percent. Yeah, but, they, they you know, like 11 pretty or much they, like they've identified... Yeah, so they have identified like a single nucleotide polymorphism, you know, which is a genetic mutant variation of, uh, you know, where basically the plant is overproducing CBGA instead right. of going towards THCA or CBDA. And so, yeah, they have this certain strain that's, I mean, like, that's like, it's one of the panacea cannabinoids within this plant. And, yep. and you know, they've got that cut. And it's, uh, it's like 10, you know, 8 to 12% that's CBGA to right, like less than exciting. 1% THCA. Yeah, it's amazing. And pretty much everybody that's like crushing like fire hemp fields are pretty much a lot and most are rocking the Oregon CBD yep. from from what I've seen that are the fire like you know drug type cultivar looking you know hemp varietals. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's, oh, yeah. what I, that's what I've seen too. So no, I will, we, we're all confirmed that shit was fire. Yeah. So yeah, we already we already gave 
a lot of attention to them last week just because as people walk through, it's funny you take them to a field oh, and, down, and they just walk down. around with mouth open like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> this is weed. Right. Yeah, no, not happening. Yeah. <laughs> who, who we got on? The, who we got on now? Uh, this is uh, we got Paul from Steamboat Farms. Who's that now? Oh, what's up, buddy? Oh. Hey, just uh, so what, who we got here is this is the man, Mr. Melon, Mr. Melon Bread, oh, aka nice. Primo Farms. So this is uh, he's uh, comes through with some story and some knowledge, and he's just a legend in the game, man. He, he's uh, Triple up there on a throne of his own, Southern Humble. Well, sweet. Thanks, sir. Thanks for joining us on the Adam Dunn Show. Yeah, a little. Uh, I'm a pleasure to have you. Pleasure. So, uh, how's everything going, Paul? What, what, pardon me? <clears throat> how's everything going? Everything good? Uh, everything's good on my end. If I could just get people to stop trying to connive my string, <laughs> <laughs> the name of the game, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just that this game is like a, basically a game and people don't understand that there's not that many things left out there to, to take and to claim and to bring up to the table to make it make it famous and be real about it and it's so small that it's really more precious than people want to give it credit for yeah yeah you know and and it's kind of like how music is too at a point where takes a lot to really get people to fucking pay attention, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden something happens and then all of a sudden everybody's like, Oh shit, recognize, recognize, you know what I mean? That happens in the in the in every single medium less and less. And with cannabis now there's so many growers doing you know, pretty good mid work basically is what we would all consider it, but it's really well done. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people aren't familiar with what's quality to begin with, I think, and that's, that's, that, that, is, that is actually the, the sad part, because now we're all smoking pens and being lame, <laughs> you know what I mean, as far as, like, there's not much of the... Uh, you know, everybody's got to look at the, the, the big picture in that uh, if the real quality people don't keep it alive, it's going to fade away like so many other things have in the past, not just marijuana, but, you know, real things like... Uh, Tiffany Glass. They, they're, Tiffany's famous for making glass more than jewelry. And in the turn of the century, they made all kinds of leaded glass. And one of the glasses they made was a, a brown and green. Now, they either don't have the technique or the minerals to reproduce that glass. It was lost in the wash because people just forgot about it. It wasn't important enough, and they let it go. And by the time they came around to realizing how great it was, it was gone. Yeah, and it's well, just like any other endangered species. Once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, or they had lead poisoning and they all they forgot about it because <laughs> they were like, "Oh shit, we shouldn't be making this glass to be Maybe so for us. This is this will kill you." <laughs> you know, like really, it's like the the art of growing and quality of weed and what's really out there isn't really what I consider up to like the standards it should be. Especially yeah. now that they let us do what we want, people should be able to produce fantastic pot. Well, I mean, it depends. Like, where you, I mean, you guys live in a great place where uh, you can you can really put the energy into. We've it. lived in a great era. You know, it's not just a place. It's, mm-hmm. You know, we're there now, but you know, this this isn't no overnight. You know, Paul himself, like he, she, you know, we're all old. We've all been doing this for mm-hmm. a long time. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're we we we've been through decades of the progression of this. 
and uh, yeah, well, you know I mean, what I'm saying, and, hey, and what a beautiful time to be alive. All right, hey, Paul. Yeah. I, want, I, want Paul to, I want Paul to do time. something today. I want Paul to tell tell the story on his strain on the on the famous Primo Farms melon bread. Okay, it's a really good story. I'm going to cut some of it off just because it would take too long. But basically, I got in marijuana trouble and was exiled from America for about six years. And that time while I was gone, my nephew literally sold everything on my ranch, stripped my ranch down to bare nothing. In the last years, he rented it out and leased it out to a big marijuana grower. When I came back and found out what was going on, things went kind of south and I ended up getting a share of the pot and blah, blah, blah. But before that happened, after they harvested the pot, I went around because I had no money and no pot. I went around and I scabbed up to all the pot that they left on the ground, on the plants, everywhere around. In this one area, they'd thrown down a bunch of branches, you know. And I, like, I picked them up and I noticed they were seeded. And in those days, like five years ago, if you had one, ba- one seed in a bag, you couldn't sell the pounds. So they just discarded it because they weren't into breeding. They weren't into, they were just into growing for money. So I kept it, dried it. No. I've always known in the past that a lot of times seeded pots look better than other pots. And I smoked all the pots that I got, and the seeded pot turned out to smoke the best. The next year I practiced it. And uh, Nick from uh, Happy Tree 707. Uh, came up to my ranch with his brother Scotty from Tall Trees 101, and they sniffed out the original melon bread with the. That year, we washed that hash, took it to the uh, uh, the Golden Tarp contest in Gar- Garberville or Breadway, and that's when I met Brandon, and that's when the first time anybody and everybody ever smoked melon bread or ever saw it or ever heard of it. And in that neat day, we were calling it Mountain Dew. I wanted to originally call it Skittle Smasher, and I also wanted to call it Wonder Bread because the size of the buds are the size of a loaf of bread. This string is nothing but a hash string. It was only sought after, looked after, dealt with because I like to make my own hash anyway. So in the long run, I found it. It was just laying there. But in five years, to make ground score. I cultivated it, and that's what I have now. And I have the golden pony, melon bed one, melon bed two, melon bed three, melon bed four. From that, I've made all my milk and everything I have has a little bit of melon bread in it. I think that pretty much sums it up. I'm, oh, I got, I'm doing a conference call on lunch. <laughs> Ooh, you're in trouble. <laughs> that's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know, I know, you hear that? <laughs> you know, so like I've never claimed to breed it, I've never claimed to own it as far as other than I found it, I realized it was a great ash plant, I've cultivated it, propagated it, and cared for it for the last five years, okay? I partnered up with, with Green R Fields, and he came in and he wanted to rename it and promote it. And for doing that, um, he's claiming that I gave him the four golden ponies and a melon bread X, which is something I've never told anybody what the cross is. And I gave him those seeds and those and, that, and those strings to make seeds for me. 
It's like the teacher giving the pupil an assignment, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, it never happens. It's not that way. He got the melon grade one, the melon grade two, the melon grade three, the melon grade four, across the kosher Baki, which came from originally surgeon Bam. So, yep. <laughs> so I'm just confused on the whole thing because now he's trying to tell me that he's renaming it to the originals and trying to fly into the hotels of Melon and I just want everybody to know that that's not true. And at the Emerald Cup, if you just come by the booth and tell me that Green R Fields couldn't throw mold on cheese, I will give you a 10 pack of the cheese. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, dude. They're cheese as well, man. Don't sweat the petty shit. That's the Well, you know. Originally, yeah, you know, the Paul. whole plan is like breeding, breeding for males. You know, we always, we always bred for males, and you know, we made a lot of males that we never used. You know, we have a lot of males that were famous. Uh, but Tony and Phil super used to, and, and what's what's made us who we are is that we didn't set out to make the best strains in the beginning. We had thought we set out to make the strong males, you know, and and, and give the world the big bamboo. So um, it's always been about that. That's always been the plan, and. Uh, cool to hear this story, you know, because I didn't really know about all this, you know. I I, I knew that, that well, they had the mail and all that. Bill's always wanted me to tell the story like I read it because he didn't want people to, you know, to ask questions. Like, the same thing he did with Skittles. He never bred Skittles. This is why I left him. That's why my partner didn't finish. Because he kept lying about him breeding Skittles. And when you stand there and you're his partner and you don't say anything, it, you support him. And I couldn't see yeah. the lie any longer. Yeah, and I didn't want me yeah. to fall into the same lie. So, that's so, right, Paul. So, uh, as far as so I mean, there you, that, there is, somehow that, vicariously, mm-hmm. you just got your Skittle story that you wanted. <laughs> exactly, and that's right. I was like, "Oh, we better get kind of clear it. Let's clear it. <laughs> <laughs> so check this. Let's give so check this one. out, man. So hold on, hold on, Paul. 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 <laughs> So this is yeah. this is when we come in and we tell them about the smoothie that got highest terpenes last year at the Emerald Cup, that. too, right? I was just going to say that. So listen, so all, not only do when we did the kosher packy with the one, two, three, four melon bread, Skittles was in the room. We did it at Which Jason's house in the basement. But okay? it was also was the kosher packy high bread mail. It wasn't the pure one. Yeah, it was I right. never had the mail. Yeah, the only mail the that they ever had was the hybrid coach back. Okay, well, I have one. Yeah. No, but, you know, another, another map so of creation. The next year, we grew the Skittles kosher back, and that's when we phenol hunted the smoothie. Yeah. That's See that? Where, that's where that's smoothie cool. came from. So, yeah. you know, the thing is, you know, like, in order to really be a breeder, you need to bring something unique that you only have to the table sure. so you have something to throw in the genetic pile. You can't come to the table with nothing and cross nothing to something, slap a name on it and think you're a breeder. I just, you just crushed, yeah, you just crushed millions of hearts, man. <laughs> like, it either has to have four parents, it either has to have four parents or you've had to work on it for four generations before you can claim it. You know, that's how I know. Rules. Props for props we have rules being set. And you guys were able to master and perfect it to the homie. 
and you guys need to be home again. You know, uh, you know the funny thing? It was so great that it was gen, just so great off the bat, gen, you know? So it, it's gen. like the King Midas male. Like, the everything it touched was gold. So, um, One of them, they're all third gen. We've just been doing it for yeah, a long time. How long have you guys I been mean, around? Been yeah, Paul, real quick? Since 1989. And Paul's been doing it longer than me. So um, all I got to say is respect. Cool. What do you guys yeah. yeah. happening you know, since? Like, I want to share it with everybody. You guys... I want to deal with it. But I'm not going to let go the, the things that make what it is. You know, I'm willing to give everybody. Yeah, you shouldn't have to. You know, all the things that I create from it, I'm, they're there. You know, we're going to have seed back for sale. I'm going to give the seeds away. That's no bullshit. You come and tell me. <laughs> Hell yeah, you should. Mold on cheese, and you got a 10 pack in your <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. At first, I thought you said mold on sheep, and I almost like that better. <laughs> yeah, mold on cheese is definitely better than mold on sheep. If you can grow mold on sheep, you're pretty good, too. You got some skills. Dude, he totally <laughs> lost me. I was laughing. Well, that's cool. Heck yeah. Fuck. So, Paul, you, you came and spiced up the conversation. Paul, you spiced it up. Uh, yes, I think Paul does that. Well, I think Paul tends to do that. <laughs> I need to get Paul and Willie Waldman hey, together. I, I think that would be a great conversation. I, I, was, I was trying to get uh, <laughs> Dally D on this call, and we could talk about the, the whole Dukes of Mendo. We touched on it a little bit, and the Grape Ape. If you want to say anything about the Grape Ape, you know, I, 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 I try to reach I out mean, to Dally to be on this call, too. So but, check uh, that's this a big out, thing man. that we're working I, um, on. Okay, so check this out. A long time I'm gonna tell you what I what I know about um perp, perp grape, um, aka granddaddy, whatever you wanna call it, okay? Because now that Philo's testing is out there, we all know that the lineage is all if all points back to the same thing and they've they put it under the granddaddy marker. Um under the hey, dude from, and Dally D. Hold on, let me hold on. Let me get there. Under a yeah, dude's I'm, name, I got you. under a dude's name from Lake County named Ken Estes, mm-hmm. and um, you, you know the story goes is that I was six, I was seventeen, turned eighteen years old. There was a twenty-five acre plantation in Upper Lake. Um, there was these, there was these uh, young bucks at the time. Um, one of them's name was Dally. Um, one, we'll call him Bogey and fucking, um, and, and Dally D, Dallas. And, um, and there was this other cat named Cushman. And, um, oh, you know, I was on the farm the nearby. Shiloh Matthew. Was the, come on, big dog. You, you are, you already know you were there. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So there was, uh, there was these guys, you know what I mean? And they, they were the fucking, they were the guys, they were the guys. I was the young buck mm-hmm. on the scene and I looked up to these guys. Oh, I still look up to Shiloh. And, um, the guy. you know, we were, we were all on this thing and they had this strain called grape eight. And there was some Asians that are no longer around. A lot of them are gone away for many years or dissolved. And, um, there was a, it was an Asian crew. And they had, they had been responsible for what everybody known as the perp. And they kind of drove the perp market to the floor. Uh, they had rental houses everywhere that they had jumped power from. And they had, they, they had, and on they the had like and 4 million and extension the cords. Biggest <laughs> fucking group there was. And this yeah. is over 14 yeah. years ago. So I can feel comfortable talking about this. Sure. Um, you know, uh, it, it was a really crazy 
time, you know, and um, perp was going for about $4,800 a pound, the grapes. And, you know, these guys were at the forefront. They, they, uh, there was a guy behind the scene named Dallas and Dallas, his, his, uh, godfather, um, he had given him the strain and it came from him. Philo Phil is his name. And, um, from then, Dally D sold it to the Asians in the Bay, and they said they're going to call no, Granddaddy. And they didn't really, he didn't give a shit. He just wanted his money for the clones. And that's pretty much how it was. 18 years old, $5,000. You know, that's a lot of yeah. money, right? Yeah. So. But it went, it, sold, it was before the Asians that he sold it to those cats, and those were the cats that yep, he called he his was Granddaddy. Before, purple, it was so, before that you know, Asian crew, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy, man. Um, and, you know, nobody can tell me a story or anything uh, about that because I actually lived it and I was there with these guys. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I was I, I just remember it, man. This this is where I kind of got all my inspiration from was from the original Dukes of Mendo. I got all the, the branding, the marketing, the hoorah, the strain names, the, the, the flavors, the fucking everything from the OGs. You know what I mean? And so, it'd be safe to say that. And Philo Field, let me just interject before the question. Philo Field just gave us the last remaining grape ape seed. So we have the males, we have the whole uh, lineage of the grape ape. So, you know, we're doing a big push on on grape turps. Yeah, that's facts right there. Nobody has fucking grape lineage like we got grape lineage. That's facts. Well, you know, I'm... Actually, there's quite a few good grape lines out there. I mean, Urkel's not a slouch by far. And, I mean, Grape Ape is its own right. thing. What I was going to ask you guys is the particular nah. pheno that you're, you know, just not, let's not stand on each grape just yet. Let me hear me out what I'm trying to say. Is the pheno you guys are really into that's this Grape Ape, if you were to compare it to something like that was relative like to me urkel compares to a couple of hawaiians and a couple other things i've i've played with so it's easy for me to see the similarities between them and with grape ape i've heard a lot about grape ape but i've never run it and the only time i had it was in a hybrid and it was with jack the ripper and it just got pushed out of the way so we never really got to see it but I, we've heard about it for a long time so i'm curious and i've also run a romulan that is to me so piney it comes off grape so and to me urkel is the right, perfect right. the perfect skunk grape but then there's the grape ape what it is a skunky grape what it's what a skunky grape okay cool it was, was mendo perps crossed with afghani number one and he will die saying that and uh and, and what do you guys what, think Mendo Perps actually is then? Well, you know, here's what we're saying is this is a time before there was the strain named Mendo Perps. And right, was, right, there's right. a lot of Perps in Mendo. So whatever neighborhood had it, you know, a, a bunch of people called their purple strains at that time Mendo Perps. So it was Mendo Perps, Afghani number one. And this was in the early 90s, you know. Right, right. Um, <laughs> well, brown, <laughs> brown bag, perp nugget before the turkey bag, big dog. One more time. We they, we used to call it we used to call it blowjob weed. Brown bags. This is this is free turkey bag weed. This weed came in brown paper bags. Well, I know six hundred and fifty gram pounds off the hill. From Philo Phil 
and brown paper bags of the grape ape before anything ever even existed. Well, the purple number ones and the stuff back there, that they kind of muddied the pool back when they were trying to make purples more popular for a minute in the seed business. And this is when I was kind of getting into it in the mid-80s. There was kind of a clusterfuck with purples for a minute. So I agree with you. Purples get a bad bad name, name. but I think it's also like... It's like 90% of Highland (laughs) Afghanis turn purple at maturation. So, you know, it's also a sign of degradation. And um, the grape's really not a strain that's just turning purple as it gets old. It's purple. Right. No, no. And I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. Even Urkel purples all the way through if it's done properly and... That's I agree with you 100%. That's what I mean. Those lineages seem to be a little bit more pulled. They're not as close like as the Black Russian purple number one purple lines, which honestly kind of seem like a mid-grade purple. Yeah, Let's add some dead. color. They have a yeah. right. But you get a hold of the ape or you get a hold of the Urkel or, like I said, the Romfina when it was proper. It didn't have the color. Oh, I love the Romulan. Yeah, but that, yeah, the, the smell that was there. But honestly, the the Urkel is like my favorite. Grade. I had a hard time with the Romulan keeping the, it as a I've mom. I've been chasing though, the eight so. for a long time, so I'm really curious what you guys. It's, it's kind of slow growth. Makes out, that man. stands Urkel out between was that made and the Urkel. Famous by a man in Laytonville named Les Crane who was shot and killed. Okay, okay. and so if my anybody knows Perkins, fucking, uh, I mean, and even Urkel and everything, I could probably tell you, you know, the same thing, big dog. They were the fucking same thing, okay, Big Dog? And yeah. this is no disrespect to whoever the fuck I'm talking to, Big Dog, but Perp has been one of the first <laughs> no name jack motherfucking strains <laughs> there is on the fucking planet. It's been called a thousand different things. Yeah, it was the yeah. first strain to be pimped out, pimped out, and pimped out, and pimped out. Because everybody that grew it, and they got these cuts. Listen, let me yes. hear me. Everybody yeah, that grew listen. these cuts, and they, there could be different Perps, but this is Brandon from Third Gen Family's Opinion. There is only one the perp, you know what I mean? And so it's like, you you know, the dude in town called it this and that. The dude over there called it that. You may grow it and call it this. Why? Because nobody wants to fucking grow it and call it the same thing. And this was the first fucking thing. I mean, I was, I I lived it. I grew, I sold, grew and everything, those $4,800 pounds of them perp during that fucking epidemic. You know what I mean? So, like, I seen and fucking... perp epidemic. I knew that. (laughs) Times were tough back then. I I gotta tell you, I've heard of other pounds of that stuff that wasn't purple that went for And Les Crane would come with pounds of weed, and he'd give out pounds of weed with his little business card from fucking Laytonville, the Purple Urkel. And his story to claim to fame, if you know High Times Magazine history, is he claimed to fame to come to fucking California with $200 or something like that to his name, start a tie-dye business, and then boom, Purple Urkel. So, I mean, I'm just here to tell you what I know and fucking the, what I lived and the, what I believe. Everybody can have a story and opinion. They're like assholes, but, like, I know that there's one perk, the granddaddy, the grape ape, the Urkel, the fucking one. And you may have a watered down or a fucking cross of this or that, but there's only one in the original. You know what I mean? From Philo Phil. And that's the story. Right, he, right, right. But, yeah, I mean, everybody doesn't have to. Everybody's got different palates and levels of highs they need to get to. Like, personally. And so, but, look, and this is another thing. So, check this out. Levels of palates and highs and the way Bud looks, right? You know, when you look at weed, Perp right. is one of the most fucking hardest strains to grow, just like fucking Skittles. So you grow right. Skittles, I grow Skittles, 
he grows Skittles. My Skittles is going to look different than everybody else's, just like him. And OG, right, but why do you think Urkel's OG, got that? OG got a thousand different names too. I got Rocket OG. Right, Rocky but that's Batman, what I mean. OG. Urkel's got that Philo, bad name for not being a producer these, either. You do the Philo test on these things; they're all the same OG. Come to find out nowadays. So come the same thing out. with these grape cuts. They did the Philo testing. So I don't know, you know, if you guys go into that and look at that either, but. All these things, they test Grape Ape, they test uh, Granddaddy, they test the God's Gift, they test the Urkels, they test all these things. They come back to the one, and and, 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 and that's it. So it's like, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Right, I mean, you right. want to talk about Philo's testing and what they're coming no, back actually, with. No, actually, I prefer so to stay part- away from the whole Philo's, because I believe if you put the bud down in front, I, I agree. We're, we're a little bit more perceptive right. on the differentials we're going to feel. A computer isn't going to tell me what high I'm getting. I, agree I with, could give I a agree shit what Philo just when, got when pulled you, out of yeah, their lap. Yeah, they don't. What I'm saying is, bro, up. even there's a, there's a handful of, the, let's say, just the archetype purples. So Philo's testing is a little bit whack, big dog, but I don't know. You got the equipment, I'll listen to you, but if you ain't got the equipment to do the testing, I can't really argue with that. No, you know right, what I mean? I'm saying let's start without the equipment to begin with. a whole bunch of perp strains, and they all the perp strains come back the same fucking shit. I mean... What, how you argue with that? <clears throat> well, you know, I don't is, believe they would. That would be. I think. I think. I think, I think the. Uh, I think what they're also. There, there's. In, <laughs> when you look at the galaxy, you'll see. You'll and see that there's. You'll see that there's uh, zones that are uh, that are correct, but then you'll also see that there's a lot of zones that. I, I've I've that given course, I've given them I've given them literally the same thing and had it come out differently and say like okay well that's kind of strange to me so so there's a lot of like you know it's really hard to to slice it and and we all know that there's more than one actual purple strain in, in, in land race because land because land because I like what he was saying about how you feel well, about well, the weed you know well, like listen I feel this way about the weed as, as far as uh, high or that one don't get me high or this or that but also when you, when you're looking at the nug uh-huh. like it's hard to say that this one's the same as this one right I mean that's just Oh no! Of course, and, and and different ways of growing produces different plants, right? So, but but what but the, what, what what I was saying is that you know when it comes to purple strains, you have um, you know you have like what, what I would consider a magenta purple, right? And then you have also like what like a Nigerian black, right? And Nigerian black is land race, so that's like purple to some people, but to me that's. Beyond purple, you know what I mean? That's like aubergine purple. So, look, I'm from California. So, mm-hmm. I'm from California, Northern California. And um, <laughs> I, we like to think of ourselves as trendsetters, right? And I think that I, I think that I know what is is uh, purple weed in the Bay. And so, like, you're talking about, you know, like these different purple colored strains. Like, I understand that when people sure. say, like, yeah, yeah, this is... This, this strain cookies turns perfect. Okay, and so, that, so that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that you know the nostalgic holy grail of a strain. Mm-hmm. What we as Californians, Californians and Northern Californians mm-hmm. in Humboldt County and in, in Mendocino County know as perk. Okay, and so like I guarantee that when you go around to these people's gardens, um, it, it, you know it's like. They may call it something as perp that perp because the fucking clones are as hoard out as skittles. Sure. So well, it's, it's the mean, same as the OG. It, it's just like a new OG in the sense that, like, like anybody who knows what fertilizers and when it, what when, fertilizers and regimens people use always makes the plants vary. And so, like mm-hmm. over the years, people got to call like I have family in Myers Flat, mm-hmm. okay, and they called it something different, okay. And so, like, but we called it 
and 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 leg it. We called it something different. Sure. But it's the same fucking weed. You understand what I'm saying? Of course. And mm-hmm. so, like, but years but and but years but but, but, but what I'm but like, what I'm saying to you, but what I'm saying is, like, I've been seeing this shit for 15 years. Sure. And so if I've seen purple for 15 years, the people and I didn't fucking make this shit. But there was purple. But there was purple weed before you. Way before you, right? Huh? There was purple weed way before you. There was purple weed way before you ever saw purple weed, though. You have to understand that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, I and the perps I, and the perps is a brand within, and the perps is a brand within Cal- Northern California and Southern California, and California is its own world, right? We understand that. So they they do have a very good nose when it comes to perps, the perps, what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, as a grower who's been growing a lot longer than 15 That's years, him. too, that there's plenty of purple strains. There's, like he just pointed yeah, out, there's Zacatis. That's what I just said. I so, said, so, I said so, just so, because a plant turns purple, bro, exactly. doesn't mean that it's the perp. No, I know. Exactly. No, so the perps is a brand. The perps is a brand. We call it the great For sure. I, know, yeah. I know people who used to take their green pot, yeah, and put some ice on it, and throw it in a walk-in overnight, and uh-huh. it would turn purple. Sure, throw ice in your cool. green. Overnight, it goes purple. That ain't purple. Exactly. No, I understand. I understand. Yeah, that's but not the purple, though, right, Paul? That's not no, the and yeah. the same thing. And too. I don't think anybody's like arguing that. Said earlier, you can leave it on the vine and let it die, and it will genetically. It just shows what what, what it actually shows you guys. though. what it actually shows you though is that people are lazy. We're talking and, and they found something good, and people just keep whoring it around like they do. Like, and it's the same thing that happened with the OG, and it's the same thing that will happen to anything because people don't like to do the work. We understand that, and most people don't. Now everybody's able to do the work legally, so it's fun. But before that, Jolly it was like, D, you on here? It was just I grind, grind, grind. D, grind. Great, it was all about Jolly grinding. D, you on the call? Right? I'm on. What's here, up, Adam? And, and so, Brother, yeah, you hear me? Why don't you jump in here? Yeah. I'll just, I'll just gonna say the great purples to me do stand out. I like where you guys are going to, and I do just oh, think there's a couple a that are worth it. That's that right. are the winners, and that's the whole key. Is like we're, we're very like I think everybody kind of agrees it's good weed, right? And the good weed is what usually stands out in any situation. It so tested yeah, tested time wise. I've heard of great again, but purple weed, great perps, again, as long as I've right? heard of Urkel, as long as I've heard of butter, as long as it's not a red hat, bro. It's just you're, you're good because you, you'll you will get clocked over. <laughs> so. Uh, who's on the line now? We got What's like right? who, who, who we got? Dally D, original up, Domingo, Dally G. Nice, nice. What's up with my friends? <laughs> tell us, tell us uh, where, where you fit in the puzzle here. Well, shit, yeah, I got the great pay pal from like '96, '95. Rocked it. It was spread around. Everybody called it whatever they want, you know. What I mean? So uh, then, you know, there's a Twilight strain. It was it was purple. Speak up, dude. To that. What's up? What's up, B? <laughs> Speak, Speak up. Speak up. Talk louder. Tell them louder, big dog. Tell them louder. Tell them so they can hear it. You know what I mean? <laughs> These guys are going to be doing this. this morning with speech mode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we brought brought the grape out, grape ape out in 95, you know, and spread it around, and they call it Granddaddy Purple now, they call it Purple Urkel, they call it freaking Wedding This, Wedding That, you know, there's all kinds of new names for it, but mm-hmm. we all know where it originally came from, you know what I mean? They there's say the Skittles were born from grape ape. Yeah, there's a few purple strains that cross with everything, made a bunch of shit, 
Sure. You know. Oh yeah, no, for sure. It's been yeah, de- so. it it has been definitely like we were just saying when when you hit when you hit a winner like that, then it's going to be, you know, t- taken to oh, maybe taken advantage of, but it's a good way. It's been spread out, you know, properly, which is. Uh, more to be said than so many other ones out there that like have been lost away along the way. Because uh, usually with purples, it's the medi- like the medicinal. What's that? The medicinal properties for that strain is amazing. You know yeah. what it does for people. I've had cancer patients and AIDS patients, you know, begging for that strain at clubs for years. They just want the grape because that's all they can eat on. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all they can live on. They can't even function without that strain. Mm-hmm. They, you know what I mean? Because what they're they're dying, they're dying. They can't eat shit. That chemo kills them. They smoke some of that grape. They're eating within twenty minutes. Yeah. yeah. And I think also, I think also because it really like uh, you know it, it, it's one of those things where when people hear word association and they're smoking something, if you call it something and it's like not delivering. Uh, it doesn't really work, but when you mm-hmm. have something that delivers and smell, like if you say something's lemon and it d- doesn't smell like lemon, then it's really <laughs> kind of weird because you're like, wow, well, shouldn't I be smelling lemon right now? Mm-hmm. And with the grape ape and all the grape strains, you always got that like re- reassurance that you were on the right, t- you know, you're like, okay, yeah, I see, I taste that, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's, it's an identifiable, uh, returnable sort of thing where you can always, where you can always figure it out. It hits you, it hits you, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the uh, so? Where did you get the grape from, Dally? The grape came from Philo Phil, my godfather out in Philo. Uh, yeah, him and his best friend crossed it. You know, R.I.P. to his best buddy who died, but they uh, they crossed it. They crossed it together with the Mendo perps to to the Mendo skunk one, and uh, out of freaking 150 females, got the grape bait. We got that puppy. Yeah, we've been rocking it ever since. You know what I mean? The love around. It's definitely good stuff. And is there anybody out there using it um, in, in in the right way that you're you know, like uh, maybe don't know personally, but just they got a hold of it along the way that uh, you actually appreciate, or has it just been keeping it, the people that are closer to no, you? you know, because I have the same problem with bu- I have the things with, with bubble gum and strains like that that I put out that I know have been used in many many crosses and sometimes it's great and I'm really happy and other times I'm like ooh it wasn't a very good selection Jeez, I hope I don't get a bad name for that you know what I mean it's like that thing's been fucking crossed so many fucking times we don't fucking know it's in everything right yeah. I know. Knows? We, we gave up on that a long time ago fucking rolling with it now you know what i mean the medicinal properties for the strain it needed to be let out now it's now everybody can you know feed off it and get well you know mm-hmm. what i mean that's what it's all about just mm-hmm. feeding the patients sure just, you know that's right high grade, high grade clean medicinal marijuana you know what i mean mm-hmm. been pumping fucking non-pesticide weed for 25 years that's all we know our weeds tested clean since the day mm-hmm. no no ain't changed no recipes here you know what i mean right everybody's changing up the recipes so they can sell clean weed We've been fucking selling clean weed since the day. Sure, I mean that's the thing is if you stay ahead of the game and you're on point with it, you shouldn't need anything anyway. It's like it's like anything. The minute you uh, start down the wrong path and start spraying your shit out of out of the gate, you're pretty much setting yourself up. You know, mm-hmm. healthy plants don't get sick because you, you're you're not yeah you're not they're, they're not ready for the real world at that point. You know? Yeah, exactly. And uh, so. We were talking about uh, collabs earlier with Shiloh, obviously with THCs and things like that. But what 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 else you guys got in the works between everybody? Because I know you guys are 
kind of let loose on that, on that. It seems like on that world. Yeah, yeah, we're kicking off the Dukes of Mendo, and uh, we got some uh, some nice, beautiful, organic, um, full sun and greenhouse grown cannabis on the Duke farms, and we got some some new products and Duke melts and Duke rolls, and laying it all out there with my boy on Big Dog. Yeah, baby, the Duke Royale. <laughs> the Duke Royale. So, yep, fucking, we got a few great crosses that we're uh, proud to be releasing this year, too. And um, so with some real, you know, original um, grape lineage from Mendocino, from old man uh, Philo Phil. So that's, that's going to uh, be fucking tight, man. Who's the real, and like, Paul, between you guys? Paul's still on the phone? Yeah, man, Paul. I am. Hell yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got Paul, of course, too. Paul's coming in. And uh, he's a humble Duke, you know what I mean? <laughs> Up there, Duke. So we got some, we got some cool stuff in the works with him. That's gonna be fun this year. Emerald Cup is gonna be the spot to beat. If you guys don't know, now you know. Um, it, you, you better be there, be square, because I mean, it's the show of the year. There is no other show that compares, um, at, at least on American soil, anyway, that I know of, because I've been to them all. So uh, Americans it's are gonna doing be an good, epic though. time. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, any of you grape heads, real quick. The whole growing trip in the world, the best place in the world to grow pot. You think they'd have the best show? Uh, yeah, <laughs> up north, uh, up here. Right. Yeah. Any of you guys that are, uh, hey, this is Fo Twenty A B Normal. Any of you guys that are that into grapes, what's your impression of uh, the Garberville? The Garberville grape. Yeah. How do you put that in the whole grape pool? Where does where do you th- where do you think it Garberville fits? The Garberville grape, it just fits its own yeah, the, spot. It's its own thing. That was all right. So Garberville grape was made, I believe, was made famous by a, a writer named Kyle Cushman, who we all know. Um, I don't know. I thought like, it was yeah, Reeferman. I thought Reeferman. I'm was pretty sure he wrote about that first, and and I'm pretty sure he wrote about that first and put that out there first. Kyle did. I'm pretty sure Kyle wrote about the Garberville grape first. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember reading the article. Yeah, because I remember Reefer released it in Seed a long time ago, and we were trying to run it, and it came. You know, the the, the tricky part with some of the ones that I saw is when Purple Kush came into the mix. And so, and the first confusion we got where I was, which was the Midwest, is we'd see a couple come across. We didn't see Ape. Like I said, that's why I've always been curious about it, but we'd always see Purple Kush, and Urkel was kind of a staple. And we had a proper cut because I kept her over a decade, and... That plan is phenomenal, so I know that one up and down. But the Purple Kush could have been a, a fucking clone. It could have been a sibling of that. And so I was just curious because I always wanted to try the uh, uh, the Garberville and see how it compared to the other ones out there. Just curious in general. So, so like, this is this is a, from being around, and this is, I mean, I hope Dallas is still on here to attest to this, but, like, going from garden to garden to garden over the years, I've seen uh, people call... Uh, purple Kush, what I what we know is the perp or the grape. You okay. know what I mean. And right. so, like, I've also right. seen Garberville grape that looks just like it. I've also so I've seen all these varieties that look, smoke, grow just the same. It's Back the same. then, I didn't know about I didn't know about testing or anything like that. Otherwise, we'd go deeper, right? But right. I mean, so standing from this point of view, 
And from this thing, we all like, you know, we all know the ones that we wanted. Like you just said, dude, I love the Urkel. The Urkel was the one that was, I grew it. I know, I know that one fucking, you know what I mean? And that's how, that's how we know is like, we, we grew these, it came from here. Um, This is what we called it. We, we would travel other places and we would see the same, if not similar pots, but they'd call it different things. And that's where the confusion, that's where the confusion comes. You know what I mean? And so, right, right, right Dally? Am I wrong? No, you're true, dude. And yeah, on top of that, the profiles lie. don't lie. That's what I mean. I could always tell when I had an Urkel come across. And even, um, what's the one that's cut to Big Bud? The Urkel Big Bud. That's the one they call Granddaddy. Yeah, the, the Grand. Yeah, we'd see some Granddaddy, yeah. and I could always see that. And because I remember running the old line, so that made sense. But like I said, Grape Apes one that's just kind of avoided us. So I was curious, and then the other was the Garberville. So, I'm, but I agree with you guys. It's all. The same, almost pretty much quality, and that's why I don't worry about the the testing so much. Because honestly, they prove their own weight, they prove their own name, and they keep it pretty well. So as long as the people are straight with the cut, it you know the test really shouldn't do nothing but back up what we already know by our palates and our minds that are telling us that it's the same. Shape. Yeah, yeah. So I believe that. You. I agree with yeah, you one hundred. I'm with you guys. I'm curious, dude. I'd like to try your ape, <laughs> honestly, because I'm a big, great fan. And, you know, it's just one that I've been after for a minute, so that'd be cool. I'd be down to work. Yeah, man, for sure. Really Dally's the one. What do you call her? Dally. <laughs> Dally D's got the one. Oh, he's he's the one working it. Yeah, he's the one. Yeah, that's, that's the... Got, got it staffed in the archive. Cool. Too cool. Well, I brought a couple things to swap. You just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. I literally did. There's a pile of shit here if you're interested. Oh, uh, don't get them going. Don't well, get yeah, them going. Yeah, you guys go ahead and get on some other topic. We don't want to get there. That's a deep bag. So, <laughs> Dude, I will dump this whole thing if I can see that. He already did. He already did. I tried. So, uh, so everybody obviously here is going to Emerald Cup, so I guess we'll, yep. be, we'll be cross the pass nope. on that side. I'm not. I'm not yep. you. I don't know about you. But I'm talking to this crew over here. Pretty much, you're right. You're right there. So, um, uh, what do you guys think about the whole regulation changes and all that in California and the reality that I mean, obviously, you guys have been way before any of this uh, was was even feasible, and now we're there, and it's kind of like okay, because Colorado's been we got, we have about a five year window right now as far as a, of a crystal ball to tell you how shitty things will get at a certain point and then it'll smooth out and then it'll still be kind of shitty and you'll be wishing it was the good old Cali days when people just threw duffel bags and things at each other and mm-hmm. it was done. It was a done deal. You know what I mean? Now yeah. it's, you have to write down how you threw the duffel bag and where <laughs> and how far, what color the duffel bag was, who did it, chain of commands, all this bullshit. You know, it gets, it gets, in the, it, the, the regs turn a bit crazy. What do you think is going to happen in Cali in the, in the next few years? Um, I mean, I think we got a little bit of a uh, a window here. We got, I think, thirty days or so. I think is what I heard before we got to be track and trace. <laughs> <laughs> you got thirty whole days. All right, wow. cool. Okay. Well, no, I know it goes quick. And the thing is, everything because whatever I would walk around in people's places in Cali, I'd be like all nervous about shit, and they'd be like, "Oh, don't worry about it," you know. And I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. You're not there yet." You know what I mean? Once you get there, it's really like working in a casino you know it's not very fun anymore it's like all of a sudden every door and everything and every you know just to move around and do shit and transfer your trash and <laughs> into the bullshit the things that are just like ugh, 
you know, can I, you know, can you make it more complicated? But I mean, Callie's been so loose for so long and so used to just fucking pushing it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, you, don't you think it's a comparison a to like uh, small craft brewery versus Coors and Budweiser? Um, it'll have, yeah. I mean, there's always the thing is. It's just like I mean, look at the it's like wine, of course. Yeah, of course. As long as you can you know, build it, breweries, so they they don't they don't have such a regimented thing going. They're not so corporate and mm. have people that are all crazy about everything. It, I think that if you try to make this a small niche market and and really try to push a, a quality pro- product and not try to own everything, mm. let that go. Of, that happened while it's going to happen. You will be able. You'll be fine. As long as you got something to bring to the table. Yeah, I mean, to a point. I mean, the problem is, it, it, like... It, yeah, I it, agree. It's, it's, you know what, you know what that does, though, too? I agree. You know what that does is it leaves room for growth in a business. If you keep it, you know, we're always going to have, you know, now that we're legal, we're going to have the camera up our fucking ass, mm-hmm. right? But, I've, I've, you know, uh, you know we're you know, working in other places and seeing and visiting and touring. But when you leave it as a smaller business and you have a brand... This is me. Maybe this is just for what I may not just call a good plan for everybody, but a good plan for a small family farm with a brand, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a brand. So like Paul has Primo Primo Farms and Primo Melon Bread. That right there is a reason <laughs> in itself to do his own damn thing and to beat to his own drum, do his own farm. And then he can leave room for growth. Yeah, to be you know specialized. I mean? Specialized. And yeah. If, yeah. If, if the market says that, hey, maybe maybe Paul from Primo Farms there. needs to produce more more melon bread, more melon bread, no. then Paul will maybe get another property, and Paul will do more melon bread. Then, and that's that's still Paul. You well, know what I mean? Maybe we'll get you like a, a winery, and we'll only feature limited select reserve. What's, what is melon? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. just keep it exclusive and not try to, you know, like, I keep telling people, like, I don't care how big or what you want. I wish you could all the success in the world. But I've cut out my piece of pie, and all I want to do is I can bake it. I can get it out. I can cut it. I just can't get it out of the pan. Mm-hmm. I just want to get my piece of pie out of the pan, and I'll be happy. Everybody else yep. can make all they want to make and dream on as much as you want. I just want the little piece I've got out for myself. I know what it takes to make me happy, and that's all I want to make. Man, I want you guys to try some purple butters. If you guys like grape stuff, man, I used to run this shit called Hawaiian Purple Butters. It's so good. It's like fruity pebbles and roasted chestnuts. Just so tasty. It is so fucking good. But it takes a while. Paul said something to me today, man. I I want to share it with everybody that's listening, everybody that listens to this. Paul said that um, I believe you said 1981. Was it 1981, Paul, when you realized the secret recipe to growing cannabis? Yep. Is that, it was 81, Paul? Freshy. 81. 81. Paul said 1981, he realized the secret recipe. He said the secret recipe, and I'm going to share this with the people, is, is not trying to grow for money. He wasn't trying to grow for money the first year he came out, and he had a fail. Ever. And he said the next year he was trying to just succeed and just trying not to lose his fucking ass. And he said, you know what? That year he said he fucking succeeded so fucking good and he fucking shot to the moon. Everybody that he bought pot from then bought pot from him. 
You see what that means? Big time. And so mm-hmm. I just thought about that today. I remember that, Paul. I remember when you said that, brother. Well, listen, so, you know, like, the, real, the real story of all this is this, you know? You find something you like to do, and you'll never work another day in your life. Damn straight. And when I figured out what made pot work, yeah, you're enjoying I told my work. girlfriend before the year started, I said, if I can't figure out what makes it work, I'm going to find another job. I'm not going to waste my time and waste people's energy trying to sell them bogus pot I can't throw worth of shit. And that year I figured out what it was. And that year I, I learned the lesson. And as far as I'm concerned, it's the hardest lesson in life to learn. And that is that, like, you do stuff obviously for money. We all need money to exist. This is a fact of life. You can't live without it. But when you only try to seek the money, it runs away from you. But when you do something that's quality, that works, that's really good, then the It'll the demand its own dollar. You become the top of your class. It becomes a whole different thing. Well, you know, it's really hard to commit yourself to something not knowing whether you're going to get a paycheck. Yep, yep. That requires dedication and commitment. Mm-hmm. And then when you do that, when you grow pot, you grow some of the best pot in the world. And people really appreciate that. You know, and so my whole thing is like, honestly, in the long run, the only part I care about when my seed strains get taken away from me is that somebody took them from me. Because I don't think that they can grow it as good as I can anyway. So yeah, the, the proof in the pudding is when you put it on the table and we smoke it, we'll see who grows the best pot from what. You know, let's have tournaments where everybody grows the same strain. Let's have tournaments where people wash the same strain of hash. Let's find out who the best growers are and who the best hash makers are. Let's figure it out and not just talk about it like one person has an exclusive product that they wash that nobody else has. They win. No, I got an. So, like, I actually, I, I, <laughs> I propose an idea about some new competitions to add them about the same shit. I don't think it's fair to everybody else to not be running the same material. Yeah, I feel like I'm cheating. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, I don't run the same shit as they've anybody. Done, they've done. I know. They've done some competitions like that, and it's interesting to see because definitely um, mm-hmm. there's <laughs> some technique, obviously, especially when it comes to, to making hash or. Uh, and growing and, and, and all. Me, you know, you, 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 you make a shirt, the laundry does the wash. That's all we're talking about here. Who made the shirt? Who washed it? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about the quality of the shirt, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I don't know, here. man. Rayon and polyester year, isn't quite this, as nice as my linen shirt over there. <laughs> Well, you know that. I think there's certain givens that you don't need to that you don't need to talk about. You know, I was thinking that we were all on the same page and that we were all talking about (laughs) making a nice, high quality shirt that's getting washed, not a cheap one. No, no, I'm talking about the quality. Like we all been in this long enough to we already kind of know what a quality level is before we even walk into the room, and then you just kind of gravitate to where it's really happening, and it just kind of works. Thank you. (laughs) You know, that's it. I yeah. mean, keep it real. Yeah. Well, cool, guys. Uh, I think yeah. we're gonna, we're going to be winding down anyway. In the next couple minutes, because we're down, we're coming down to the last ten minutes of the of the show. So, um, as far as uh, as far as uh, next, what, so when is fourth gen coming? What's, what's going on? We're, we're, we're at that point now, right? There must be. You guys have enough kids. You guys have enough kids for the next generation coming around the corner, right? So. Uh, but what's what's up with like as far as uh, the focus of third gen and you guys? 
in the next yeah, just give us a sort of lowdown on that. Um, what's going on with the movement on what we're doing? Yeah, as far as like, I mean, is everybody just kind of doing their own thing? Is uh, like, or is it going to be sort of uh, more more under under the under the the guise of uh, of third gen? Oh, dude, it's real. <laughs> no, man, um, third gen fam uh, is us. That's the Dukes of Mendel. That's dying sure. breed seeds. It's moonshine melts, man. It's everything we do. You know what I mean? So, um, third gen family farm is uh, a farm in Mendocino County, which is, you know, um, our, our family farm, and it holds the most awards from any parcel on, on earth. You know what I mean? I would put my property on awards one against anybody's property. So my little niche uh-huh. in northern Mendocino County, I take really much pride in. And when Paul talks about him growing the best pot, I would be there at that competition with Paul. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because oh, I grow I, some you know, of I, the best pot. I I would yeah, never say I grow the all the pot. best yeah. pot, but I yeah, definitely exactly. grow some so, of the so best the pot dog, I've ever had. The sun shines on a dog's ass every now and again. <laughs> sun shines on a dog's ass every now and again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, I like that. Sun shines on a dog's ass every now and again. Everybody makes everybody makes a mistake every once in a while, and it yep. seems to work out. Mm-hmm. Oh, not only That's that, it. dude. <laughs> the whole thing is fifty-fifty. <laughs> You know, you got a 50% chance that nature's going to come get you and a 50% chance the genetics you're fucking with they're going to get you. So, you know, what can you do? You got to just fucking hope the plant yeah. loves you and the fucking just puts plant, out his... Just everybody's got to plant more seeds. I mean, that's the key to the whole thing. And right? that. Definitely got to plant yeah. a lot of seeds. Because you know, everybody, everybody needs to look up Luther Burbank and realize that oh, this that man was one of the greatest botanists in our time mm-hmm. and yeah, not in before our time. And that he was in 20 years, he managed to talk the pricks out of prickly pears. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's an art to growing. It's not just like you plant the seed and water it and genetics make what it is. There's an art going on. The same as there is in making hash, the same as there is in making a podcast, the same as there is in everything you do. Sure. Sure it is. And uh, yeah, we had uh, the, the, uh, the curator of that museum up in Santa Rosa for the Luther Burbank Museum. Uh, who takes care of all the plants there? And stuff. She's, she's been Luther on the show. Burbank. Imagine if Luther, imagine if Luther Burbank were alive today, right. and he was a pothead. Oh, I'm sure he was. And he was uh, into growing yeah. pot. I'm sure he we was. We would have the best vinos. The thing. Mm-hmm. It would be crazy. Mm-hmm. I know. You know he's, like, he's, he's the man. He's like bomb. Yeah. No, he's amazing. Shouts mm-hmm. um, out. We're going to Emerald Cup this year, and we're going to be doing moonshine melts. And we're going to be washing um, a lot of varieties, and we're going to be coming hella hard. Paul's one of the farms that we're, we're uh, collabing with. Um, we're doing uh, a, a, secret, uh, like a, a cool thing with um, numerous, I would say about uh, 10 extract artists so far. Um, you know, I got a few more locked in on the list, but uh, Resin Ranch, Mellow Fellow. Um, we've uh, hit up Full Flavor. Um, we've reached out to Cuban grower. Um, we've, we've, we've hit up about, a, a, you know, like I said, close to a dozen people, some of the best ones in the world. And we're going to come super hard. It's going to be a, um, you know, it's going to be the, the biggest of the biggest collabs. We're calling it, we're calling it the Terp Templar is our group. And, and we're, we're forming this super, this super hash group. This is the first thing being spoke of it. And um, we're just going to steamroll this whole industry, you know. We're, we're gonna, we're just gonna kind of come through with some of the best extracts, 
and brands to just fill the shelves. And uh, we're going to put egos to the side and, and just uh, push it on to the next thing because we got to keep going for the envelope. The None plants. of us extract guys or people that own extract companies are, are rich. Nobody is millionaires, and we're all family or just small little dudes. And so we all are just banding together and doing this shit, nice. you know? So Broom nice. crew. Broom crew. Well, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, brother. You're the man. <laughs> sounds like that's the spot. For, that, that, that will be the spot for the Terps there, it sounds like. Right before, that's, and that's going to be right before, yeah, right before the Amber Cup? Yeah, we're, we're going to do a... That's it. Hash don't Highway. Come, come through the booth. Free oh, yeah, definitely. That's if, uh, it. Whatever fields grows. Mm-hmm. That's it. And you got to say you can't grow mold on cheese. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> right. But cheese is mold. Hey, we're going to have some cool shirts, too, that if you wear them all day, we'll have some cool prizes. You know what I mean? You wear these shirts. You walk around the event with our shirts on you. We'll have some cool prizes for the people that want to wear our shirts. You know what I mean? Awesome. They're that good. You have to be coaxed into a prize. I can't say that the shirt is you know going to be the most. Um, say the most exciting things on there or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly what I was just saying. I, I'm sure that that pushes the. You, you, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to earn that shirt. You're, you know, you have to earn the prize. You know. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, guys. But you'll, be, but, you'll be, but you'll be family for life after. I promise. <laughs> and you'll, ch- be at the, you'll be at the family party after the gig's over. Shit, yeah. I already gave him the badge. This is a shot caller. And so, uh, Shiloh, you're going to be coming through this way, even though you you, you, you fucked up and couldn't come through through this time. You're going to be coming anytime soon. Yeah, we we uh, planned on coming through, brother. To be honest, but we just kind of fucking got held up. And know. you know, my lady, she's about like a couple weeks from having the baby, and so. She's congrats, like really congrats, on yeah. my ass, you know. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, that was our last I hope chance. It's not a girl that was our for last you. chance there for a while. It sounds like that's girls cool. are nightmares. It's a, it's a girl too, man. Oh, I feel so sorry. Bless you, dude. I hope you all the best. I'm just gonna. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I got three boys and one girl. Yeah, my girl's still just. Oh my god. Just, and she's almost 30, yeah, she, and she's still a nightmare. It's almost 30. <laughs> <laughs> that goes out to Thank Judy you. Jensen. That's my daughter. She's the shit. She's, she's cool as fuck. Uh, well, cool. Thanks that's for, righteous, man. Thanks for calling in, guys, and, and you know, uh, clarifying that there's only one purple plant on the entire planet, but that's okay. <laughs> we, 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 <laughs> we're, we're, we're now, we're now, <laughs> we're now under agreement that, that, that we understand as a brand. Now, for sure. And uh, as it's, good, it's good to see. <laughs> and it's good to the see. Uh, you still on here? I'm not sure. Dolly D left. Ah, okay. But but uh, I'm sure uh, you know we'll we'll cross paths over the Emerald Cup and uh, we'll make sure we get everybody to the booth and and we'll get the we'll, we'll remind them of the uh, we'll remind them of the code during the next few shows so uh, they don't all forget yeah especially people who are driving all everyone, yeah and right. come get the smoothie seeds smoothie seeds melon bread seeds dying breed seeds booth you know what time it is thank you again brother all right peace guys yeah be cool man peace all right. That's cool. They're definitely into their grapes. They're purples. <laughs> they like their grapes. <laughs> Holy shit! No, it's the same. I mean, it's like it's like uh, um, 
the grape, because it's such a distinctive flavor too. So once you lock in on that one, you know it's right. Good. And then there are those like, you know, that never get a chance just because they're not that one. And, some, <laughs> and a lot sure. of and for me, purples are usually duds anyway. Like there's really hard to find. Oh, there's there's so many there's duds. Like and like you say, it has like this like dead empty flavor. You know, it's, like it's woody, just yeah. It's like, yeah. It's not fun. You're talking purples that come out from the calyx, where the calyx yeah. itself is purple, and yeah. it gets. It starts as a it not fun. maroon. What would you call that purple? Magenta. It's a deep, like burgundy, almost to start. Mm. Um, port, maybe a port wine purple. There it you starts. go. That's what okay. it's called. <laughs> <laughs> it's called port wine purple. And what happens is it starts stacking. It looks beautiful because that's what purple rhino looks like. I got pics no, of that. No, I have. I and have some. I'll tell you what, dude, yeah, there just wasn't. And it, honestly... It, it's a great ornamental plant. You know, know where it's, I mm-hmm. thought it started, honestly, was the purple number one from DP. Oh, definitely. Because, all right, this is what... I, I'm going to throw this out there. I know this is going to be fucked up. It's very... There's it's a hempy. number... It's almost hemp. It, dude, straight is, but it's purple. Yeah. But yeah, it is purple. Okay, so... What, I used to buy a lot of the genetics from you guys in the mm-hmm. late 80s, for sure, mm-hmm. and then in the early 90s. And that thing hit right about the late 80s. They started to advertise in the purple number one. And it seems like a number of the companies, because I used to get Gypsy... Uh, Sensi, and then they had an off company, White Label, white label, 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 yeah. label mm-hmm. and TH Seeds, and fucking um, Flying Dutchman. Nirvana fucking, and all those guys. There's yeah. so many, you know what I'm saying? So I'd get them, but there was a couple of years it was like, why are we getting all these fucking purple phenos? And that's the year that Dr. Load isolated a purple rhino phenol from the Nirvana's white rhino, mm. and we passed it around. It was beautiful, and it did have a little punch from the rhino white end of it. But the rest of them, dude, the, it was like that purple number one killed the whole thing. It did. But there was good it's purples. Like saturation. It was like, <laughs> there because, was and that's the thing is that purples. anytime somebody saw it for the first time, they got so excited. It and then is they harvested pretty. it, and you're like, Ugh. until you even cured it, <laughs> and that, that burgundy turned like to this black purple. And it was just like, it just smells the same. It just, but I that's mean, nothing to do with what we were just talking about. We were just talking about oh, shit that's fire. <laughs> let's not dilute not the stuff that the killed entire, it please let's not dilute the oh, entire yeah, yeah, story the by side. talking about yeah, shitty weed at the end <laughs> so, and I actually think we that, were uh, talking about good weed and you want okay and so yeah with the oh, purples though, stop, then, stop well there's the northwest purple indica too alright we got and that was a pretty one three minutes to oh that's plenty of time plenty of time to describe why. the entire line <laughs> of all of the purple here strains. we go Ten hour show. It's a ten hour hours show. In. Let's see oh, what happens. Is Let's just see this, there's this little tip of the whole purple <laughs> pinnacle on the good side where it, there is meaning to it. And remember that we talked about G13s one time. Yeah. And you got the AG and the and the PG and Pacifics had two. What the story was, he got past two. One was a purple and one was a G13. So he named it the PG13 and the Pacific Purple Indica. Bastard. So, anyway. All right. Well, that's Where another that's another 10-hour story. Yeah, it could be, though, but it's a good <laughs> and one. Yes. But it is a good uh, one. Yes, at some point in the show, I think Fo 20 fell asleep. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Did you guys notice that? Yeah. I think <laughs> I'm sorry, If you want to watch the whole show, you will notice me. That so. is so fucked up. There were points where I do believe that I faded in and out a little bit. <laughs> and John, wherever was, you're at, John, uh, I blame you yeah, for yeah. the rosin at 11 in this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I still ain't right from that. Uh, 
Uh, it's good to get uh, Shiloh and half of California on the phone too. So right, that cool. built up quick. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like five people on there, six people on seven. Uh, and they just knew who they were. Yeah, at right one away. point there was five. Only they knew who they were. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> That's cool though. No, it was good. There's some mass confusion in the chat room. They were like, yeah. who is even talking and what is the story? <laughs> yeah, I, I could. I tried to put my phones down. He was like, I can't get. I can't hey, got to keep them on. thinking around here. That's their job. That's right. And well, then, somebody's going to go back and decipher that story properly. Right. Oh, I, had, <laughs> I, have, I had guys. I, at one point, I had guys who actually were writing every single thing said on the show and who said it, and that would have been a tough one. Oh, Ooh. yeah, that would have been pretty brutal. I should make him almost try. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he, he really, like, like shitty job. No, he was his own personal thing. He wanted to do it. Right. Wow. Well, it's good to have, like, a hard document of that, of just, like, if, what, okay, this person It, it was some amazing, because you know. I told him to pick shows that we made sense, that actually right. like, had some, <laughs> some sort of, like, point to them, you know what I mean, which was a couple, right. maybe one. I think, luckily, we had one. No, he did a few. He did, like, four or five shows. Hey, what's up, Crinkle Manster? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, uh, trying to crinkle as loud as you can. That's a I'm lot. One Twizzler. <laughs> There's one Twizzler in it, and I saved the whole thing. For <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. All right. Man. So, um, <laughs> shout out to Key Life for letting us use the studio once again. Thank you. And create, wait, I mean, luckily they have no products to, to take photos of yet. But coming soon, I think, is a whole bunch of stuff, right? We, yeah, we, we have, I mean, if you just want to check out uh, KTL, (laughs) KTLnutrients.com. KTL, Uh, that is, not KTI. (laughs) So close. KTI Uh, Nutrients. Yeah, check it out. It's Who good stuff. KT- yeah, no, the guy sitting next no, to No, I've seen yeah, KTI. Last time. Yeah, KTI. <laughs> KTI. <laughs> no way. I'm not It was on. it was interesting having two Kyles in the room though for that oh, short yeah. bit of time. You know, I know because yeah. I've watched the car show so many times. Well, <laughs> KTI. I would hope. Yeah, I've seen this <laughs> I would hope you recognize. <laughs> All right, I want to thank. Um, Faux 20 for being in the studio Aww. and falling asleep. Dude, and I can't believe it. Sure, <laughs> I'm sure before he leaves town, he'll be back and it won't be a problem because uh, this time he knows uh, <laughs> that he has to smoke a little less before before he comes to the show. Yeah. He Apparently it was the pregame that got you, right? And uh, I want to thank uh, yeah, the guys here once again and MTI, of course, for coming through. Like the woo, yeah, like yeah, a well done, and MTI. I don't have to carry nothing now. Just nice. click a button. It's almost getting too easy. You, you might be fired soon. <laughs> no. No. Keep your life interesting. No. Keep my oh, Friday. So He'd be so happy. Oh. Yeah, I'm never, you're never getting fired, bro. <laughs> um, I was going to show you the jail <clears throat> pen and everything. Yeah, we didn't really get into anything. Nothing. Zero. Nope. We had zero. Zero. So can I have next week's show or what's happening? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it next week's show. <laughs> Faux twenty for life, ten hour show, ten, ten hour, hour show. show. Let's ten do it. Let's yeah, go through the story of every seat in that box. Kyle is waiting. Kyle has a whole presentation that he had ready. I for did. I did. He I did. he could pull down. I probably what two or three hours. Right? Oh, easy, easy. easy. I so mean, we are two or, our three, two or three, two or three. We're there nine hours. Sweet, right? Right? Our training alone is is oh, t- just ten hours ten for the hour company. Show? We could all do a 10-hour show. Yeah, just, for sure. I'll eat nothing but, but edibles the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to do a full straight 10-hour show. Well, yeah. You're talking breaking it up in sex. No, doing no man. No, no pee no. breaks. No pee breaks. 
It's uh, a show. All yeah. with other people yeah. doing it. <laughs> Ten hours, no pee breaks, and then like lots of drinks and oh things. Oh, my God, yeah. You're on lots your phone going like, yeah, yeah, listen to this tune from the 80s by Skid Row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're talking like a telethon or something? <laughs> well, a no, tadzathon. Yeah. You, you ran out of shit. Uh, Springfield just about. came up with that. A tadzathon. Tadzathon, yeah, we can do it. If everybody's donating money. If you want, I'll throw some beans in a tadzathon. Oh, tadpoles. Yeah. Oh. We could do it a little all right well, well we'll get you back next week and talk talk all craziness like that this is a good room out. this is actually a good room for a telethon though i think we could pull it off right here i think we could this, yeah this could work guys all right so get got, ready for the four 10 hour 10 hour telethon <laughs> give us money we're broke uh, <laughs> obviously I mean, look at us uh see you guys next week oh wait shout out to my beautiful fcc of course little nick who is, uh, you know, he's not so little, even though I still carry his ass into school every fucking day on my shoulders <laughs> like a slave. Uh, but, uh, no, he's he's doing real good. And, uh, can I do one? Can you do what? What? No shout Oh, my God. No, <laughs> send it. Uh, yeah, do just one. Dose Johns out at the ranch. Of course. We of know course. you're going to come and do the show. Just love to you, brothers. See you shortly. And... Oh, I can. You know, Judy Jetson, James, oh. Cameron, oh, Sage. Shit. Oh, shit. Here we That's go. That's my fam. TKO. Uh-oh. Love you, there man. Is. TKO's my boy. <laughs> Silent. Uh-oh. I mean, I can, yeah, I can roll Oh, I can go ahead. Yeah, Boo. All right. Old Sog. Oh, Lumpa, you? we're going to call you. Yeah, we're not doing we're that. We're going to call Lumpa. <laughs> next week, Lumpa, we're going to call you next week just next to fucking time. find out what the real deal is on the fucking headband, dude. Oh, now would you listen to me? It's all shit talking I'm all the time. Trying, trying, trying to get us all. Stirring it up. We're already over that. Oh, you guys are. You guys we are. already know that. Matters. We know it's People not People already thing. are sitting on the no. headband anyway. No, so yeah, it's already no. it's already reheld. I ain't even sweating that. You and your shit stirring. We'll get a smoke. Actually, I wasn't even looking at you when I said that. I was looking at him and I was like, hey, and then, you know, you see. Somebody <laughs> woke up. I had a nap. What do you expect? Somebody woke up. Just shouts out. To, I heard it during the show today. Shouts out to Straits Organic and uh, JDI Farms. Tate, of course. And Tate Dooley, uh, owner of the company. Oh, uh, Kelly sir. Dooley Give runs stuff around here. Uh, at uh, Sam, Brian, and David all work around here, rocking it out. Uh, so thanks to everybody around here. It's a it's a great place to work. Great place to be. It is a good great. It's, it's a good great company. It's it's, it's duly fast around here. <laughs> <laughs> we move at lightning speed around here. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely like these guys. And so uh, see you guys next week. We'll be right back here in the studio. Probably this guy will be hanging out, and I'm sure. I'm sure, we'll find somebody. Something something good is going to go down. <laughs> see you guys. Have peace. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Ganja.